Hey everybody, welcome to episode 19 of Absent Minded Podcast on this slow, October 7th, slow 2019. Down. Slow down. <laughs> you came in there kind of fast. I'm, I'm, we're, we got things to do. It's late. We got to get it done. We got to record. It's not that late. It's late. It's, it's not that much normal it's 6:30. later. It's 6.30. We... You said this last time. We typically were trying to get like start recording by like five thirty or six at the latest. In the last couple times, it's been late. Yeah, it has been. Uh, the last couple times, we haven't been. You guys haven't been leaving here until like almost like nine. Yeah, mm-hmm. the foods, man. Yeah, <laughs> burgers. We got, we got another episode to record after this, so we, we just gotta get into it. Yep. My name's Travis Stockton. <laughs> I'm your host, as usual, at Ray Charlizard on the Instagrams and the Twitters. And with me, as always, is Ethan Newbolt. Hey, how's it going? At Souls Bjorn. That's me. And uh, Andrew Crandall. Hey there, guys. At Andrew Loves Video Games. And you guys know the deal. Each and every Monday we get together, we talk. Well, on Monday we get together. You don't hear it until <laughs> Friday. We talk about the latest uh, video game industry news and all the things that are going on. Uh, today we got a little something special because we saw Joker. Oh, yeah. This weekend. Just like everybody Faster else. Faster I thought yeah. than we were yeah. going to. Yeah, apparently did really good. Yeah, it did. But, uh, you know, we'll talk about that later. We'll give you spoiler warnings, too. We're not going to talk any spoilers without letting you know because I don't want to read Later we will. Because we care about no, it. Yeah. That's why I said I'll give him a spoiler oh, warning. Yeah. We're not going to jump right into, oh, man, that was I'm crazy. Spoil with shit Batman killed Joaquin Phoenix at the end of the movie. That was nuts. Dude. Uh, <laughs> spoilers. As always, you can head over to AbsentMindedPodcast.com where you can always find the latest episodes of the main show like this one you're listening to right now. And our side series, Absent-Minded Watches, where we've been watching and reviewing all the different video game films that ever hit theaters. Uh, You can also go there to leave us a voice message with a question, comment, or a topic of discussion that you maybe want us to talk about and that we might even play on the air. Or you can also donate $1, $5, or $10 via the listener support program there as well. So guys... Uh, this is week number two where I put a spot for what have we been playing mm-hmm. and two people put something in <laughs> and one person doesn't. I didn't have a, I didn't have a chance to. Yeah, no, sorry. Did you play anything this week? Anything yeah, different than normal? I play lots of stuff. Lots of weeks. Well, we're talking about this week. This past you, I week played. I played that new Gundam game. I played. How come? Well, how what's come the Drew? name of the Gundam game? How, I, it's Gundam Battle Operations Two. Well, if we talked about talk that before about it, then, we started yeah. the also, episode, so it doesn't count that we haven't talked about it on the show. Also, yet. how come Drew gets to use Apex Season Three, but on me? You could have said that you too. Can, oh, I always There's that. no yeah. exclusivity I, here. I always play that. Dibs. <laughs> but yeah, Travis, so you've been playing uh, Destiny Two. How are you liking it on PC? It's a whole nother ball game. Ball game for sure. Yeah. I had to do some research into like mouse DPI settings and shit because I was just like, I could not get a comfortable setting you playing on this game. Like sluggish, slow, or just like bolted. Like no, I was always way too fast. I don't okay. know what was happening. I, like I could drop it to the lowest sensitivities, and I'm still like, why am I moving so fast? Did you try messing like with your in mouse settings? Oh, I fixed it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, I, okay. I, I I also I realized since the last time I reset my computer, mm. I didn't install like my mouse drivers. Oh, so right. the software that lets me control my DPI everything needed to be updated and everything. Needed to fix all that. Right. But uh amateur. Yeah, it is <laughs> it's really, really fun on PC. It's gonna be hard for me to ever go back and play it on console, I think, now that I've seen the light. I yeah, because most get what games you mean. it's the typical like, oh of course it's double the frame rate, that's fine. But so many modern FPS games on consoles and stuff, they're at least targeting sixty already. So it's not the hugest leap. It's just like, oh, it's a more stable 60 or you get the high frame rates. Because I don't care too much about I don't need anything to be 
higher than 60 FPS, mm-hmm. even though we have Drew and I both have the high frame rate monitors where we hit like 165 yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if the game can push uh, it. Yeah. Uh, usually whenever I'm running it. Overwatch, I'm hitting like one, 100 to 120. Yeah. But like if I was to go in and, and cap that to 60, right. That's still fine. Right. It's, I'm it's not, not going to bug you. Yeah. I'm not like cranking down settings to the lowest of the I low will, to try to I will squeeze say out sometimes like whenever I'm doing like high refresh rate gaming and then I go back to like a 60 or a 30 game. I'm like, whoa, it doesn't bother me too much. But right. this was just one where like, you know, because on consoles, Destiny 2 is locked at 30. And, okay. Which is already kind of low for a current gen mm-hmm. FPS in general, just compared to that was like all the thing. Call of Duty's hit 60, the Battlefield games, I'll try to hit 60. Yeah, that's one thing I remember even from like the first Destiny. Like it's it felt a little sluggish. Yeah. And it's fine because they have like, it's it's still Bungie's doing the game. It's like industry leading gunplay and right. the, the auto aim and aim smoothing and stuff on consoles always has been really good. But it's definitely one though that it that's a big enough gap, especially for a game like this that it really makes it feel like a Twitch shooter now, really, which is like, like my genre like of yeah. FPS games, yeah, like Quake and Counter Strike and things like that. I uh, yeah, I remember whenever it first like uh, whenever it first coming out on PC and whenever it was still on uh, Blizzard. Uh, I remember, yeah, trying it, trying it out, and yeah, even just being impressed, like, damn, this thing runs smooth. Yeah, and it's st- it's a gorgeous game still. Like, yeah, and there's always a, a greater appreciation when you're seeing something that's high resolution, and then it's on a monitor that's inches from your face versus mm-hmm. like even if you're sitting have a big back TV, on the couch or something. Yeah, it's far enough away, and especially someone my eyesight's not perfect. Right. So like having it pushed up to my face, I'm just like, god damn. Everything so all the textures are so yeah. fucking sharp, even compared to other games. Look like, at the particle effects. Just yeah, the way the game is designed. Well, I'm sure with a game like Destiny, yeah, the particle effects on PC have to look like amazing. Yeah, even just like raw textures and stuff. Like you're walking around and and like the tower, just like the shit on the floor and everything is just. Even for similar games of like that AAA budget, it it's it holds its own. And I the would lighting say in like the only time you ever. Are into are into like that kind of level of detail was when you were talking about Deus Ex like uh, what is it Oh Mankind, Mankind Divided yeah. yeah that's another one yeah it's just tons and tons and tons of detail everywhere the other big thing on switching to Destiny two on PC is the load times are gone load that's time. obviously a, a typically a bigger change when you go to PC. have like an SSD on a good computer right. and stuff were like load times lo- are were always there hidden load times that I don't remember. Well, for Destiny too. Two, yeah. I mean, just just like Destiny you, in you general. See your ship I remember and you're going to another planet or something. That's yeah. what and you yeah, sit on that screen. Yeah, 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 and sometimes sometimes like it would be a while loading into a match, and we're just like, "All right, yep. guys, yeah, like, I remember. I'm gonna. Yeah. I, think I, I have time to like make a cup of coffee, and, right? Like, yeah. and I'm gonna go finally make a drink, you load yeah. in. And you're like, I know I can go do something and come back and make it in time for the match to start. Whereas now you barely have any time to appreciate that cool skin on your <laughs> ship. Like you never get to see it now. Yeah, it's just like, uh, shoot, shoot, match start. And then even Good. things like just opening your inventory. I Maybe it's been a while since you played it, but you open your inventory and it, it has, has been, to load in the items. Oh, and right. It has yeah. been a while. Everything's a little circle. Now it's just like spinny circle. And now it's, it's spinny instant. Spinny circle. Because mm-hmm. remember with the... Well, Ethan, I don't think you would. You didn't play Destiny 1. Nope. But in Destiny 1, you had to like sometimes go in and use the ammo packs to yeah. like you replenish your ammo quickly, like heavy ammo or yeah, whatever. Special ammo. Uh, none of like that, that is in Destiny 2, but uh-huh. there's still plenty of instances where you could be in a raid or something and you need to switch from one set of equipment to another fast. Right. And it's just not possible to do that in boss fights on, on, console. on console a lot yeah. because if you are not looking at the screen for a couple seconds, you're going to die. Yeah. Whereas it, on PC, you can, it's it's like the speedrunner playthroughs and stuff where like you could hop into a menu, you know exactly what key to press and within a second, you're back in the game with like a whole new loadout all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, you just can't do that on the consoles because it's just that old 5,400 RPM hard drive <laughs> trying to, <laughs> trying to do its best. Yeah. But yeah, it, it runs incredibly well. Um, I got a real internal struggle right now with whether or not I'm going to buy shadow keep. 
because again, if I play it on PC, I have to buy that and Forsaken. So what have you? Mm-hmm. What parts have you been playing? Just like catching up, kind of. I was just I mostly was just playing Crucible, ah. uh, jumping in and like playing yeah. those matches and stuff because that's what really I've been Gambit still for. in there. Yeah, Gambit. Uh, there's a new Gambit mode called Gambit Prime. Nice. Also, which is kind of like a what's Gambit again? Gambit is like the PvEVP mode. Yeah. So, oh right, I forgot they added that. You yeah. spend most of it fighting like AI enemies and stuff. Yeah, to earn enough points to open like, your gate, fuck up the bat, like and your then the trolls team go stuff. through the gate. Yeah, and then <laughs> and it, yeah, there's moments where you can go through this like warp thing into your opponent's area mm-hmm. and fight them, and it's it's a very cool gameplay mode. I wish it didn't take so long because. It could be like fifteen to twenty minutes sometimes, yeah. or it can be really quick. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, well, they just know what they're doing. Sucks, yeah. Or, yeah, they're just like super coordinated. It can go very fast, but it, it, even then though, like if you if a match is done in five, you it's a best out of three. So you, it just compared to like a crucible match, it, there's a lot more of a time commitment in right. Gambit okay. for the reward, and you're getting similar rewards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's really good. I don't know right away. I'm, I know I just wait for a sale when I see like a really good deal where I can get both expansions for like 40 bucks or something, but how much are they both individually? So they dropped forsaken down to 25. Okay. And then shadow keep is 40. But if you buy the shadow keep deluxe edition, then it comes with 60. I think it comes with both. Yeah. And then also all of the, or the next four season passes, because instead of the annual pass model that they adopted for the last year, Mm -hmm. they're going to do more of like a, like a season, season pass, pass like yeah. they, these other games, like the you know, Apex and Rainbow Six and all that stuff. And I have read, I've read a lot that that's kind of to its detriment as far as the amount of story that is in Shadowkeep. Mm-hmm. That the campaign is fairly short and it ends on like a big cliffhanger because the idea is like if you have the deluxe edition, you'll just get a couple more story missions yeah. in like two months or so or something. And they're going to continue to do that throughout the year. But that also means that if you just buy base Shadowkeep, then you're expected to buy each season pass, like a battle pass and apex each time it comes up. If okay. you want to continue yeah, the story, you better. we'll see though. It's from what I've seen and what I've been reading from the community, like the monetization seems fair. There hasn't been any big, nothing too egregious no shitty articles that have come out. We're just like Bungie's fucking its fans or anything yeah. like that. That shit. Bungie's you saw got when, full pay to win. Nah, yeah. yeah. Other than you saw when like Destiny two first came out and everything, but I'm probably going to keep it installed just because I really enjoy Crucible. I know it's kind of hit or miss for a lot of people, but yeah. I, I could, the, as well as it runs and as enjoyable as it is, that could just be my new. I'm sure you're doing a lot better. I want to hop in and play some multiplayer or something. No, I'm garbage at Crucible right now. Like oh, I really? said, it's so different. Okay. It's so twitchy. And like you, I'm still not like super used to, to using everything. I have to figure out if I want to keep the default key mappings or not because. Again, I'm not playing with a gamepad. I'm on a keyboard, and you've got like two special abilities: a yeah. special grenade and ultimate, like all this other shit, all like mapped to your keyboard. Yeah, that's why I always like the number pad mouses for those type of games. I hate your stupid numpad mouse. Uh, <laughs> but Drew, yeah, you've been playing Apex Season Three, still, still enjoying that. Yeah, I, I'm actually like playing ranked this season. I started so he, that. Yeah, yeah Drew went <laughs> pro. I started him I'm on go that. Go pro, guys. Yeah, because again, like. Twitch.tv slash Angelo's video games. You're going to play the same, uh, you know, ranked versus unranked. Probably, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily try harder either one. Do you? <laughs> no, not really. That's why when like, you asked used... me like, to play the other night and you're like, by the way, we're playing ranked. I was like, why? Cause it doesn't matter to either of us. So like, we're just going to get, you get paired with other people that care. Yeah. I kind of like the rewards. You system. get charms for yeah. ranked, which are, are very like 
not everybody's gonna have him like my, unlike the skins or something. And yeah. it makes me feel good knowing that I'm better than Ethan. He is very much better. Like I said, because you play so much. I play more than so he much does. more, but like <laughs> the score speaks for it by how much faster Drew ranks up than me. Plus, well, I'm pretty sure y'all are both garbage because we played a couple times, and I was oh. like, I'm not doing that much worse than either. Of you oh no, yeah, I, I think I straight hot shit. I think at the rate <laughs> Drew levels yeah. up is is actually pretty decent for a, for a player. So well, okay, I would even like yesterday, is, is Ethan average. and I were playing, and we got a win and i got five kills <laughs> even got zero i got a but the other guy we played and got with carried the whole round. <laughs> yeah. what you got down like twice yes right? i think so twice yeah. yeah it was it was pretty bad yeah but then like the other guy we were our, our third got like 14 kills so what, jesus he, yeah. my pack mule that was carrying me up yeah. the mountain carrying yeah. us both yeah it was pretty bad. uh but yeah i've been enjoying it i, the map's I cool. still like the new map it's definitely i like the like the color palette looks incredible to me yeah it does i will say that like the new map is definitely visually lava. interesting. yeah ice. lava ice it's a big suburban area oh, I it's like cool. the big final toilets fantasy for some reason Duske oh yeah ice like, thing in so the there's middle. just weird rooms at the top that have toilets in them and i get it you know there's also maybe there were people toilets here toilets with no doors point. by the way yeah maybe they're like maybe they close behind you if you like in universe or maybe it doesn't work know. anymore because it's like I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Because they're all frozen. They have toilets. I need more toilet lore in my yeah. Apex. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. That's what I'm missing. Um, but yeah, enjoying that. And I've also, I finished uh, Oxenfree, which was really good. And just looking forward to After Party whenever it comes out. Fuck yeah. And then play, I started getting back into Dragon Quest Eleven. Like, I, you know, sure, anybody that plays RPGs or JRPGs, you know, you just get that fatigue of it from time to time and you just... You know, put it down. Only if you're a coward. Yeah, I guess I'm a coward. Whatever. Fuck it. I don't care. I'm like 45 hours into three houses. <laughs> I had to make myself put it down the other night because I got to the end of part one and I was like, oh, shit. I, if I start part two right now, I'm committing to like another four hours and it's like 2 a.m. already. I need to go to bed. <laughs> I got to, I remember why I stopped playing because I got to a boss fight and then I died. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to not play this right now and then I picked it up yeah just now after a few months and then yeah, I did what I loved about these games was I just sat there and I and I grinded yeah and then put about another solid mm, like eight hours into it I think and got uh, I've gotten progressed I think I'm maybe about 35% away of the way through I want, I want to say but it's great loving it the more in depth it gets, the more I'm enjoying it. Yeah. And uh, I start. I streamed Yakuza Zero uh, on what was it Saturday? We went to go see Joker. Yes. Yeah, that game is great. It's fucking <laughs> fantastic. It's goofy. I was beating the shit out of people while break dancing. It was amazing. Yeah, because you've been playing more of a uh, Majima. You yeah, got to his I character. just finished his uh, chapter four. Just finished, so now I'm back to Kiryu. Mm. One thing, like 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 you said about uh, fire, uh, about Fire Emblem, you're like, I can't start this because I'm gonna, it's gonna drag me in again. Yeah, that shit happened to me in Yakuza because I had like 30 minutes left before you guys were gonna get here to pick me up to go see the movie, and it got to a point where I was like, okay, I'll go do this next mission. It can't be too long, and then it turned out to be like another 35 yeah. <laughs> minute long mission, <laughs> and by the end of it, I was just getting frustrated because like. It was this point where you were uh, Majima and you had to escort this girl around and like there were roaming gangs around uh, the city that you had to like avoid. It had this weird stealth mechanic that just didn't work. You had to like me. hide behind a corner and stuff. You, you know, and, you had to like and, Assassin's Creed it and like hide in a crowd. Yeah. But like 
the people like never walked by. They just stayed in the same place, and it was pointless because I literally well, had to. They wandered because the, they're on AI patterns. Yeah, people yeah, are yeah. looking for you, so they wander down the street. They look around for a second, and they go back the other way. Yeah, and but they never they never gave you a chance to like get past them. They always it just, wasn't that hard. I remember that section. Was, I hated it. It's fine. I had to fight like every single one. You can even go. It's archived on Twitch. How angry I got. Uh, but yeah, enjoying it, Ethan. Tell us all about this. I have never Gundam played game. that mission. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, what what have I been playing? Yeah. Oh yeah, just Apex with you, a lot, a lot of Apex season three with you. It's okay. A lot of crypto. It's good. Uh, yeah, you've been enjoying crypto a lot. He's, he's just another tracker like Bloodhound, which is my main. So yeah, that's true. But how do you feel? Well, like, do you still feel? Because I remember when we were talking yes. about it about his drone ability. Do you still feel like? Yeah, I still feel like they should tweak it. Yeah, like he should like because. For those who don't know, crypto's drone ability, you, what is it? You hit L1. You hit L1 and you immediately, like, it loads and you go into the drone. Yeah, and, and you can fly it around yeah. and everything like that. Ethan made a good point that he says that it should be like, you hit L1 and it sends the drone out. Just where you are. Like, yeah. Just to, just to do its little circle motion and scout for you, like, say. Yeah, because there was one time we were playing and you used your stupid drone. <laughs> and I was like. I was so far away from you that the drone, like you couldn't go that yes. far with it. Yeah. So you'd wasted all that time trying to recon nearby me <laughs> no just to have to like have not made any yeah, yeah, forward yeah. progress on the map. And I'm like, I'm still dead. Like, yes. Yeah. So it's, go it's got and, its flaws. Uh, and I, I think it should just, yeah, if you, if you double tap L1 or whatever, it just scouts right there where you want it and you can just run away from it. Recall it. I was thinking whatever. about like, doesn't that make it too much like a bloodborne or a bloodhound? Where it's like you could do your little, yeah. But whereas Bloodhound is like thing. temporary because it goes, you just do it once and it's done. Yeah, this can stay in in and scout, you know, at the bottom of a floor or something. Or yeah, exactly. I think that's probably what they're they're dealing with is like how do we make it? Yeah, different not just from, like yeah. be a better version. Of like now, no one's gonna play Bloodhound because like this is the way to do. What's uh, Crypto's ultimate? So it's like an EMP drone. Yeah, it's like an EMP from the drone. But the drone has to be out to use it to yeah. use it. OK, so and you basically you can like leave it as a trap, which would, again, be easier if you could double tap it out just where you want it yeah. as like a mine. And then if somebody comes close to you or around it, you use your ultimate and it sends like an EMP, which is not immediate either. You have to like it charges up and oh, then really? it does it. Yeah. I thought it was immediate because nah, I, I tried to do it by some people and it doesn't break their shield right away. Okay. Um, it's a slow process. And then by the end it's broken halfway, I think is what it does. Yeah. But it also can take out like devices. Like yes. I remember, so it can take out Watson's, like Gibraltar shield yeah, or Watson's, Watson's uh, anti can you uh, shoot down crypto drone? very yes. easily. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like one, it's like a one hit yeah. shot. Yeah. So not very dangerous at all, but mm -hmm. I still like him. He's, he's definitely the, one of the cooler looking, just basic, yeah, you know, his I like his is, design a whole lot. Dope. I don't like the way he talks to my boy Mirage in the cinematic. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And then, uh, yeah, I, I downloaded uh, Gundam Battle Operation Two because it was free, and I am I like Gundam. Mm -hmm. It's my it's one of my many things that I really like. And I played like an hour of it, and it was fun. It's it's kind of a it's a multiplayer one of those like battle. It's basically like a a battle thing of Gundams. Like, but you. Uh, you know, you go into this hub world with like your level above your head and you see everybody else and you, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Yeah. But, but the, the Gundam fight was cool. You know, swords, beam swords, beam swords, good. swords and guns you know, and uh, yeah. pink beam swords. That's always a good, yeah, I don't know. It was fun. You enjoyed your played hour for, with yeah, it. Yeah, played it for an hour. It was free and uh, there was more people playing than I thought. And 
That's all you can hope for. Yeah, with pretty a much. Free to play game. Yeah. And uh, I think that's that's about it. Uh, Battlefront. I've been playing a little bit of Battlefront. We, I think I've been talking. You're about not tired this. of that yet? I, I mean, I, I did delete it. I have since deleted <laughs> it because <laughs> it, it's it's one of those things where I played it enough back then. I got my my fill of it, and I get to enjoy all the fruits of my my leveled up playing. See, that's what now. I'm Why not just leave it installed, and then every once in a while, when you want to jump in, because it, downs- it, it downloads it. so quickly, I can just download it really quick. But I mean, do you did you even do you even need the space? No, he doesn't. Oh, no, he doesn't not have, at all. He doesn't yeah. own any games. I like having the free space on there, though. <laughs> I could probably fit every game I own on my on my bar. Even, well, not every downloaded one, but, yeah. <laughs> and I give shit for it all the time because I'm like, hey, man, you want to jump in? Oh, dude, that was Like what? <laughs> like what? Probably the Destiny 2, I think, it was probably the last big <laughs> one where it's like, hey. I don't want to play let's that. Let's play Destiny 2. <laughs> I don't want well, to play with you either. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Fucking Division 2 showed us that. No, I, <sighs> I do want to get back on the Division grind. I kind of miss no, that game. We're like so far behind now. Well, you may not be. You you actually kept going with it a little bit more. That's the beauty of those games is the further you get behind, the quicker it is to catch back up. <laughs> yeah, to where yeah, I guess you were, so. You just uh-huh. where, the, what was the wall, the wall couple, before yeah. is easier to surpass the now. Smaller <laughs> now, yeah, because you just have to get a couple of good pieces of equipment. They're yeah. probably easily dropped now. And exactly. I'm excited for the DLC that they're going to come out for it. I like the one where you go find Aaron Keener. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So. yeah Speaking know. of DLC that just came out. Time for another game of what's the score? Oh. What's the score? Can you help? I don't know. I tried to what? improvise a song, it didn't work. Now, Ethan, you <laughs> might have a fair shot at this this week, assuming you both one try and two I always try think about it before you say a number. <laughs> no, gut instinct. Boom. So, our first one, of course, Destiny 2 Shadow Keep expansion just came out this last week. I didn't have it on there because. <laughs> Uh, this is one of those games the reviews are in progress because it's all gotcha, multiplayer gotcha, and gotcha. stuff. But there's 11 reviews up on uh, on Open Critic. I <laughs> think that's enough. Yeah, for, that's fair. For playing the game, sure. Plus, I've literally a, heard nothing about Shadowkeep, so this is gonna except be for a, what I told you. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be a shot in the dark. Yeah. So is that our, is that our first one? Yeah, Destiny Two Shadowkeep is our first one. Are we going with the the the, the critics and the user? Uh, if you think you know the critics recommended, if you think you got a good guess, you can throw that one in there for bonus points. Okay. But uh, top critic average, the the average Metacritic number, so one out of a hundred or yeah. one to one hundred, what you think it might be. Of course, this came out on PS4, Xbox One, and PC on October first. Developer is Bungie. It's an expansion pack for Destiny Two, which everyone's heard of. Uh, quick description is: New nightmares have emerged from the shadows of our moon, called forth by haunting visions. Eris Morn has returned. You don't know her, Ethan. She's spooky. sounds like a bitch. She's very Halloweeny. Oh, uh, is she the one that has like all like the black stuff? Which she yeah, her like eyes have been burnt out because Jeez. she like lived underground on the moon with the hive, for and then years she peeked and out, and it was just like, oh god! Join her to slay these nightmares before they reach out beyond the moon to cast humanity back into an age of darkness. Features new <laughs> missions and quests, new destination and dungeon. New weapons and gear to earn. Wait, is it all new raid? Is it singular and more? It's all singular, like dungeon and new destination and dungeon. Okay, because the new destination is the moon, which really it's not. Oh too right, new, I forget that that's how they do like things. Because like ninety percent of the map is literally just ported from Destiny One's moon. Oh, that's but so that'll be sad. nice because people like, like new nostalgia, areas. right? Yeah, and but and. It's funny, too, because you'd think this would have came out a little quicker considering how many things here are just, like, super asset flippy. And then, of course, with New Light, remember, the way you start a new character now is it's literally just the opening section to Des- 
excuse me, of Destiny One. Yeah. All right. So, meta, open critic, one of a hundred. Drew, what do you got? I'm gonna say eighty. Eighty. Yeah. So pretty well received. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. That's a good. That's up there. That means that's a lot of nines out of tens, and not many people that rated it like lower than an eight. I bet. Yeah, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say this 80. is an average. Okay. Yeah. Ethan. Yes. Drew said eighty. What do you got? Was this critics or uh, total I'm sorry. average? Critic I'm sorry, average. I was not listening. Just the open critic score. Um, for recon or no, no. For I'm sorry for Shadow Keep. Yeah. Sorry, getting back into what we're talking about. Sorry, it was, it was exciting. <laughs> Drew said eighty. Seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. Yeah. Okay. 69. Oh, wow, I wanted to go lower. I wanted to go lower, but I didn't think I should. Okay. Well, you're closest without Damn. going over, so <laughs> you're good. Oh, well, no, you da, both da, went da, over. Da. Yeah, we both went over. Wow. On, uh, Price is right rules, you both suck. <laughs> but we'll go with, uh, yeah, you were closer. Nice. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, uh, here, I'll read a little blurb. Let's see what we got here from uh, Phil Hornshaw at GameSpot. Uh, Shadow Keeps Return of the Moon provides the usual quick story and new activities. But it's the it's the many under the hood changes that really shine. But I think in general, a lot of people uh, just kind of gave it shit because, like I said, it had that cliffhanger ending. the The campaign itself is kind of short. It's, it's not just a whole like lot you of, said; it's like ninety percent of the old moon. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of this expansion is, is really built around like, the things that will be coming out in the future. Right. That's what I heard from uh, like Dato, I think, or Dato. I don't know how he says it, but he's like a very prominent uh, Destiny, Destiny lore streamer, streamer and everything. Right. Next up, we got Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I'm surprised that you, neither of y'all have had to, heard too much about this. I won't spoil anything, but I told you I watched two videos on it. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, this came out October 4th mm-hmm. on PS4, Xbox One, and PC, published by Ubisoft, developed by Ubisoft. Become a ghost, an elite U.S. special operations soldier as you fight to survive against your brothers who have turned against you. Put yourself in the shoes of a spec ops soldier stranded behind enemy lines as you explore the massive open world. Create your own play style with a huge variety of classes, weapons, and equipment. It's Maintain all of your progress and rewards however you play, from solo to co-op or even PvP. It's got the it's got the Punisher in it. The uh, it's got the John the, Bernthal, the guy from uh, The Walking Dead. Yeah, he's got a dog <laughs> in this one. Oh, oh, was that his dog? It's that guy in Baby Driver. I don't know. Oh, I, yeah. He showed up with a dog on stage. He's like the main. He's like the main uh, protagonist guy. turned antagonist because yeah. his government done him wrong. Ethan, we'll go with you this time. This is 41 critic reviews. So we got a lot more reviewers on this one. And this is an average of those. Yeah. Where do you think uh where do you think everyone's sitting on? I'm gonna go 82. I think 82. this was I think this was pretty good, actually. From what I've heard, I saw Doc playing, Dr. Disrespect playing a bunch of it. You uh, can't trust people like Doc because they're the those he are the guys is very are, harsh on games when it's not good. Or unless his like, stream depends wasn't, on how much someone's no, no, no. paying him to his play. His stream it. wasn't working. <laughs> he's, a, he's an influencer yes, streamer. His stream wasn't working like properly. He was like, fuck this sponsored stream. He shut it down. He's 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 pretty high up there. He doesn't really care much about the money, but he he looked like he was having fun. <laughs> it's all about the money. <laughs> this is all Whatever. wrong. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna say 82. Okay. I'm say it's solid. Yeah, I'm gonna go 70. 70. Yeah, 58. Ouch. Ooh. Everything I've read is that this game is broken as fuck really? right now. Really Dang. broken? How? Probably. Let's see. Bugs. Rick Lane, graphic PC glitches. gamer. Poorly stapled on mechanics and a general lack of polish make breakpoints open world tactics simply not worth the time. That's one of those things you experience when you play it and not just watch it, I guess. Games Radar Plus, two and a half out of five stars. Despite heaving, hewing, hewing? H-E-W-I-N-G? Despite Huey 
close to its predecessor, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, feels like a step backward for the franchise with mechanics that he said hew twice, that hew too close to its open world cousins. Uh, yeah, right. It's like riddled with microtransactions and shit. And it's oh, just like super buggy. It's harder damn. to play it solo than the previous one because mm-hmm. uh, you're. I don't think they even give you. I was the watching multiplayer AI videos. Components. I was watching people with full groups too. They are yeah. friends playing. So yeah, yeah, and that's one of those games too where it really does depend. Like if. If you've got three other idiots that want to spend sixty dollars on another shitty, they were having fun game doing like this. stupid dumb shit. So I, I mean, guess I, it's, got, I had Wildlands on PC. I guess it's I just played it for a little bit, but yeah, I never yeah. really went back to it. Yeah, I remember we played the That's beta funny. within thirty minutes. I was like, "This is not for me." You played right. the beta for this? Not for this. The oh, last oh, okay. Wildlands. Got yeah. it, got it, got it. Next up, we got damn the sequel to the just okay ukulele. How did this get a sequel? And the impossible lair. Uh, probably because it's fairly cheap to develop. There was a lot of, a lot of Wasn't people were pretty happy about game? it. I think it was originally, yeah. Uh, this is, of course, one, the, 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 pre, yeah, the, the spiritual previous. successor to the Banjo-Kazooie yes. series. Mm-hmm. I believe uh, yeah, piece, developers Banjo. Playtonic Games in Team 17. Wait, I believe yeah, some of them were... Smash. I believe uh, some of these the people were piece, from Rare, the same team that did Banjo-Kazooie back in the day. This came out on October 8th on everything. PC, Switch, Xbox One, and PS4. Wait, that's tomorrow. Uh, you're right. Yep. So soon to coming out. We're time traveling. We're going to hear this on Friday. It's already up. Sure. Yuka and Laylee are back <laughs> in a brand new platform hybrid adventure. They must run, jump, and roll their way through a series of challenging 2D levels, face a puzzling overworld, and rally the Royal Battalion to take down Capital B and the, the Impossible Lair. Wait, so it's 2D now? Which one's Yuka and which one's the Laylee? I think Yuka's the... The gecko or whatever it is, chameleon. Chameleon. Uh, let's see. And maybe that one's a bat, right? It's a little bat. What is? Oh that? yeah, this one is more like a two point five D. Oh, that it's might yeah. be. Like a, yeah, it's like a side scroller, right? Yeah, it's not a full. Well, oh. I see some other screenshots. So that are more like, like Donkey Kong. There's some top yeah. down aspects of it on some of them. It oh. looks like each level's got, but they're all like that two point five D kind of thing. Neat. Yeah, more like a Donkey Kong, less like a Banjo Kazooie. Nice. Maybe that's maybe that will work in their favor. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, because everything I read about the first one was it wasn't bad. It was Mediocre, just nothing like just, nothing yeah. that jumped out. There was it was no like, knack. Yeah, it didn't quite <laughs> capture the uh, the, the banjo kazooie yeah. magic right. as much as it tried. So, Drew, what are we thinking for this one? God, like, so both of us went over last time. I want to go low, but over. something tells me you're trying to trick me. I tried. I'm. I'm just, I went alphabetically, man. On I think you're trying to. Mm. I literally went alphabetical. Well, not quite. Oh, Ghost, no, Ghostbusters not at all. I don't remember what went. Like, not at all. It was almost alphabetical <laughs> until Ghostbusters. It's not even reverse <laughs> alphabetical. Destiny, Ghost Recon, Ukulele, <laughs> Ghostbusters. That's but Tom is the first word. It's T Y G. Even Tom Clancy comes before ukulele anyway. He is still before Y. Right, but I'm saying it's not in even. Never mind. Sixty-three. All right. What the fuck kind of reaction <laughs> was that? I was just like, what? Um, just because you were super wrong before, it doesn't mean you have to be super wrong every the time. The last but- one was like 50 something. I would have never guessed that. I don't even think you make a game if that's what you're <laughs> shooting for. Uh, I don't think anyone shoots to make a 50. Like a- I guess you're right. Uh, 70. 70? Yeah. 81. God damn God it. God damn it. 79% of critics Piece recommended of this game. Fuck. I think its simplicity kind of helped its in its favor so a lot. So the going yeah. backwards a little uh, bit with the retroness kind of helped. Yeah, David Jagno mm. over at IGN, 
Ukulele and the Impossible Lair brings the dynamic duo down to a 2.5D perspective to deliver one of the best platformers we've seen in years. Wow. Uh, Polygon's Colin oh, Campbell. I apologize. So it's more like a Hollow Knight kind of. No. With that kind of, it's that's 2.5D. There's a lot of. 2.5D just means it's like a 2D style of a game, but it's still like 3D, 3D. assets and yeah. stuff. I need to see some screenshots. I'm sorry. You remember Mega Man 11 that just came Fuck out? Fuck no. Yes. No? yes I that's, that's 2.5D. Like, yeah. So that's Bloodstained. That is Ritual Knight, of the Night. Yeah, definitely. Or those whatever. Are, those are, that's all very Hollow Knight-ish. Yeah. So. Yeah. Then I guess so. Yeah. I haven't played a whole lot of Hollow Knights either. <laughs> Polygon's Colin Campbell on the whole ukulele and the impossible air <laughs> is a carefully designed platformer game that rewards repeat play and on trial and error. Nice. Good for them. And it, did you know it confirmed that that is like some people involved with rare? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the only part of it I care about, honestly. Yeah. That was the big deal with that game is they were just they wanted to Good. go back and make that kind of game again, but then Good obviously four. didn't do great. So now they <laughs> switched to 2.5 D for the next one. Good. Smart move. Good for them. Yeah. yeah. Whoever, now, whoever next one made that decision should get a raise or something. Ghostbusters, the video game remastered. I really want to play this. I actually saw like the trailer for it, and I was like, "This kind of looks fun." Dan Aykroyd. Do y'all sold remember anything me. about this game Not when it a came damn out? Thing. So this game was a re- like was basically Ghostbusters three. Really, when it came out la- uh, last gen. That's how okay. it was pitched. Dan Aykroyd, fucking Bill Murray. Bill Murray. I was like, I wanted to say Ben Stiller. I'm like, <laughs> shut up, stupid brain. <laughs> They all they voice their characters in this, uh, which they don't really do. Like not they're not anymore, huge really. Ghostbuster stuff because yeah, because what the when the the what we, reboot movie mm-hmm. they they did not really want involvement in that. Very yeah, I think much. Bill Murray had like a small. I think they Aykroyd, both had like small. They all, cameos. They all had a small cameo. Yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah. But uh, all of them? well, not all yeah. of them, because some of them are dead. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd do. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, this was uh, and, fairly and well received at the time. The other guy. They helped write it and everything. So, cool. uh, yeah, I do kind of want to play this. Is it is it like cheap or is it like a sixty dollar game? Uh, well, let's play the game and then we'll figure it out. How would playing the game you figure out the, the price? I meant it. the I meant the game we're playing right now. Oh, well, I don't tell you the price in these because I might I want it because again, if it's like sixty dollars, probably won't buy it. But if it's I like, don't think it's going to be sixty. It's like thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah, I bet you it's probably more in the thirty five to forty dollar range. Thirty nine ninety nine. Thirty bucks a GameStop. Hell, twenty nine ninety nine. I have to go to GameStop. That's no, I'm sure, I'm sure the they got uh, they got discounted game shirts it's right MSRP, now. MSRP, so it just I'm sure that's just what it costs everywhere. Since they're going out of business, they need uh, they got uh, discounted merchandise right now. Free good shirts, <sighs> cheap shirts. What's that big game selling? Oh, I watched that walkthrough of the, too. New, that's the new store, store design. It looks kind of cool. Anyway, yeah, this uh, came out October fourth. Again, all the big consoles: PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Switch. Uh, the beloved and critically acclaimed Ghostbusters video game is back and remastered. Strap on your proton pack once again and join the Ghostbusters on the adventure with the voice and likeness of the original crew as you battle to save New York. Authentic Ghostbusters experience. The game features the voices and in-game likenesses of Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis. Ramis? 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 Yeah. Ramis? And Ernie Hudson in an original story penned by the writers of the original films, Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis. Wow. And that's Egon, right? Yes. 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 Now, Ethan. Yep. What are we thinking? 88. 88. Okay. I'm thinking our boys did us right with this one. But, 78. But I don't know. 71. Damn. Fuck! I think this would help if I taught you the scale again, Ethan. I don't know what if you know what... It? What do you mean? It's an average. I know what it means. 80... Well, I mean, as far as how most pe- reviewers review games. I'm hoping these things are is good. really, really I high. I like, was <laughs> hoping it's good. Because I'm wrong doesn't mean I don't understand the scaling. You just never know. I just, uh, I don't no, know. I get uh, it. Let's I know see. what an average, I know how to get a mean. Like, it's, it's okay. I know what a median is. 
It's probably in a range. I know what that is too. So the highest scoring <laughs> games of this year so far. Don't give. Don't fucking <laughs> spout your number <laughs> facts to me. Resident Evil Two and God, Final dude. Fantasy Fourteen Shadowbringers. Oh, that's such a good one. Both of those are sitting at ninety-two. Hell yeah, they are. Wow, that really makes me want to go back and play fucking Shadowbringers. Now, last year, 2018, the highest scoring game was Red Dead Redemption 2, sitting at 97. Again, get your facts and your fucking numbers out of Has here. Has there ever been 100? Probably not. On a Open Critic? I don't think so, because there's always... There's so many. You could have the best game in the world. It's literally perfect. But you could, that's, 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 someone's going to write a 6 out of 10. Because it could always be better, technically. Well, so. I'm just, There's always going to be that one dude who comes out and is like, click on my website. See why I said it's only six out of ten. <laughs> this is the worst game of the year, and here's why. In 2017, the highest rated game on Open Critic was Super Mario Odyssey. Fucking say? 97. Some of this is for other people. That's interesting. Okay? Ethan, I know that's, that you, <laughs> I know that you know this already, or or don't care, or an expert. Uh, in 2016, Uncharted 4: A Thief's End and The Witcher 3: Wild Hunt Blood and Wine expansion. We're both 92. Never so those got, are just some I never got reference. to that. Unfortunately. 88 for a fucking Ghostbusters game. I was really me? high. I had high hopes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 71's still not bad. Like It's not bad. Yeah. Still makes me want to get it. 71's like average in most people's Still makes me want to get it. Most of those, those reviewers. Yep. 7 out of 10. 30 bucks the GameStop you said? That's that's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, that's probably why it's rated so high. In fact, it's only fucking $30. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If it was a $60 game, I don't think it would be. 70. All right, guys, you know what time it is. What? Time for the news. You know time it? It's time for some news. Okay. Yeah. It is actually 710, if you want to actually know what time it was. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't, but that's good to know, I guess. It's official. Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming to PC November 5th. Woo! For Way those who want it. Sooner than I think any of us expected. Uh, this is from Rockstar Games. Yeah, that Games. is. Yeah, because they hadn't really like, made any announcement on it or anything. Hot damn. Uh, today, we're proud to announce that Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming to PC on November 5th with special bonuses available to players who pre-purchase through the Rockstar Games launcher starting October 9th. The first game in the Red Dead Redemption series to be featured on the PC platform. Red Dead Redemption 2 for PC features a range of graphical and technical enhancements for increased immersion, along with new bounty hunting missions, gang hideouts, weapons, and more. So... That particularly is a little interesting because Rockstar has already confirmed there's no DLC coming to the single player mode. But here we they talked are about that adding last week. new stuff. But yeah, now they're saying, oh, but there's tech. What would technically work is DLC. That's just new content for the PC version that the way this reads is not coming to the console version. So yeah, we'll see if that changes. But that's a little interesting. Uh, and then, of course, Red Dead Online is going to be included with this as well. Uh, you get some bonuses for pre-purchasing, blah, blah, blah. I would not have assumed that this was coming out so soon. I kind of thought that they were going to pull what they did with GTA 5, where they just wait till the new consoles come out, put the remaster for PS5 and, and Xbox on Next or whatever, yeah. and then PC around the same time or, or sometime after. This kind of came out of nowhere. Like we hadn't. I think we put a couple of posts not long ago where... I think that we covered that, you know, someone had dug through some files on the console version and saw that there were mentions of a PC build within some config files right. that the data miners are finding and shit. Mm -hmm. You have to be an idiot to not think that they hadn't been working on this for a while. But just the fact that, I mean, it's October 8th, 7th, 7th today. Yeah. It's coming out in less than a month. That's just very fast. 
Yeah, that's almost pretty much like a year after console release, right? Yeah, I, um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, because yeah. that was the big game last year. Yeah, around fall, so it'll be maybe right around a year when it's actually out. Have you beaten Red I'm Dead Two sorry. yet? No, no, I'm sorry, I have not. <laughs> he was yeah. trying to get through it. He, he, I think he I, stopped again. Yeah, yeah. yeah what happened to your streams? I kind of hit you know personal stuff gets in the way. Life, man, life has a finds a way. But uh, that personal I, I stuff do, being called World of Warcraft Classic and yeah. Apex Legends Season Three. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I do kind of want to get back to it because like. It, it, at the end of the day, Red Dead Redemption 2, regardless of anything, is a great game. It's yeah. so well like done and they took it's definitely so, an achievement for sure. They took so much attention to the detail of every little thing. Like I said, the the side missions are just as engaging and and Yeah, as, that's what you were talking to me about in the car the other day where you the, were just like I swear I was just going to do critical pass yeah. stuff and then you hear some lady screaming if and you, you walk off the <laughs> yeah. saver and if ride her back seen, to town and before you know it, it's been an hour and I'm like sucking the blood out of or venom <laughs> yeah. out of some dude's leg. If you've ever seen a stream of mine, which you probably haven't, but that's okay. I love you still. Uh, yeah, I, I said I was going to just stick to story mission, straight laser focused. Yeah. Just get it done. Knock it out quick. Boom, in and out. I can delete the game from my bar and never play it again. And I recall saying, I don't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Before you did, I was like, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. it's going to work and like then that. I'm, I'm trying to do that and I'm going, you know, to the next mission point because some of the main missions kind of change, you know, camps or whatever. Yeah. And again, yeah, Travis said, you hear a lady just scream <laughs> bloody murder. Because she's probably getting murdered. Getting, and you can't get mauled by a bear. You can't like just ignore like help. Help. Oh, I do it all the time. Fucking no. Let's take like I'm trying to get my max good honor out here. Uh, and, okay. You know? It's very middle of the road. Playing that game. <laughs> I'm very I gave up trying to get max honor boy. in that game when I never could figure out the controls and kept holding people up or shooting somebody when I was <laughs> Oh yeah, there's one I was stream. Like, I just want to say hi to you and then I just like fucking There's your head one off. stream yeah. where I, I'm Fuck, like I'm sorry, dude. Let's take a stagecoach to, to fucking somewhere and I roll up in this guy, I just punch him <laughs> yeah. in the face and he goes down and I'm like, Well, guess I'm not getting a stagecoach. Or anytime I go or anytime like I run into like a post office <laughs> and the door just like slams open and yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, shit. Yeah. Startled as <laughs> yeah. shit. That's the number one thing I'm looking forward to the PC versions. Like, God, I can remap the controls. <laughs> I don't have to have the talk button be the the Shoot button gun button like yeah. in every other game or some shit. I uh I don't know. I like I said in our, our Slack, I'm excited to see the digital foundry video on this, like going into like the graphical enhancements. Yeah, and I'm everything. sure they'll have a big tech breakdown for the improvements on the PC side. And I'm surprised they didn't mention like ray tracing or anything in this. Uh I'm not because as big and beautiful as these games have been in the past, they haven't been the type to have like a bunch of NVIDIA like bells and whistles graphical effects like when gta 5 came out like it it looks good it's a good open world game but it's not full of like oh here's also nvidia's smoke technology oh, and like okay volumetric fog only available on gtx 10 like they don't do that kind of stuff usually partly because when you're a company like rockstar and you're selling the amount of units as they are they don't need to like do a marketing deal with nvidia to sell more graphics it's not cards like, it's and not like, like a, get a kickback It's not like a, a control thing. Yeah. Like, like, they, like people know Rockstar. They know GTA. Yeah. Like they, they're, they're in, you know? Yeah. And the, like those are pretty games too, but they've never really been groundbreaking from a graphical standpoint. Mm -hmm. It's more the things that you can do exactly in this world. Right. Whereas like Remedy Entertainment, they've always been like, the, like when Max Payne came out, that was such a big deal for 
these third person like they invented bullet time essentially. that's right yeah when alan wake came out it was like lighting and games did not look the way that it did in alan wake like that I remember, was yeah. such a big deal at the time and then of course now control the benchmark for ray tracing reflections and lighting and shadows and stuff like they do things in that game with ray tracing where it's like every other game has been able to pick Oh, I can do one of those. And Control's like, you can do every fucking thing. If you can throw a <laughs> graphics card powerful enough to do this, you can do it. Yeah. And yeah, well, Red Dead's going to look great, but it's not going to be, it's not going to, I don't think ray tracing something they do right now. Maybe down the line, they yeah. have like an update where it's like, hey, we, we're working on this because, you know, this is like the test bed for the next gen consoles for sure. Yeah. They're making sure it scales up high enough. Mm-hmm. And then when these next systems come out, they'll probably have a version that comes out on there. Just like they did with GTA. Yeah. We Scale know those, higher. we know those consoles are going to have ray tracing abilities of some sort. We, right. have, we don't know a whole lot, but we know they both have dedicated ray tracing hardware in the next PlayStation and the next Xbox. So maybe that's how they do it. Like, Oh, Red Dead Redemption 2 and here's what we're doing with ray tracing on this version. And then also we're pushing an update for PC. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. But Ethan, I know you're just like freaking the fuck out Man, there. Man, I got some breaking news. What's, what's, what's the breaking news? <laughs> so just as I previously predicted, because I am the master of Apex, even if Andrew's better than me. Oh, it's Apex breaking news? Yes. Uh, okay. uh, so as I previously saw in one of the badges, there is an event. It was Halloween themed because the name of the event was Fright or Flight. I think is what it was. I thought it was Fight or Fright. Hold on. So the breaking news is there going to be a Halloween event Fight or Fright collection event. Yes. That's not breaking news. It's breaking because it just broke. It's a... it's a free-to-play game with seasons and seasonal <laughs> content. Of course, there's a fucking Halloween mode coming. Yeah. Are you going to tell me Overwatch has broke. a Halloween mode? Too? I don't know. I don't fucking play Overwatch. because The I way you shit. like ejaculated across the room just now while I was talking about Red Dead, I expected a bigger story nope, than Halloween. This is, this is exciting for me, Apex. for Drew, and it's I'm excited because you it were comes, really over there going, oh my God. Like yeah, because it's exploding. And yeah, even whenever he like showed the phone and I saw it, I was just like, oh yeah, I've heard about that. I it knew that also was comes with heard a, new, a new Not match. Not that big a deal. That has a new play mode that's completely different from what we've previously had. But I guess you don't care about that. No, go ahead. You're already talking about it. All right, good. So apparently there's going to be a, a new match in Kings Canyon. We're going back retro to the old Kings Canyon, but it's going to be a nighttime. The old Kings. You mean like the first the map? First map. The, first only, map. the old Kings Canyon. Yeah. It's and only it's been not, be, like, is it not the dinosaur version or is it? The, uh, that doesn't actually say. Okay. I assume it's the last one that they had. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be big spooky skeletons now. <laughs> well, yeah, it's going to be uh, big walking. Sh- it's called Shadowfall. And apparently it's going to be nighttime in Kings Canyon. Okay. And there is, there is yep. a little thing about where revolutionary. It, <laughs> So if you are downed, you the matches start you and 34 other solo players. Is it solo? Okay. Yeah, which is smaller than the normal group. This yeah. is 34. This is about half, a little more than half of what it usually is. Yeah, because it's 60? 64. 64. Yeah. Um, so it's 30 people less. Once you die, you will join the uh, Shadow Squad, and you're basically a zombie. You have increased movement speed. You have uh, increased jump speed, and then a brutal melee attack is what it says. But you have no uh, no abilities, no weapons, nothing like that. You're basically a zombie. But you have infinite respawns. So if you die, you come back again, and you get wrecked shit up. Until like 10 people are left, uh, legends, I mean, and then they win the game, I guess. Because they have to go to a, a drop evac ship and get out of there. 
So, oh, just like Tidefall. So uh, <laughs> good stuff. So yeah, this is this is completely different from what they've done before in their events. They're obviously trying to step it up a little bit each time. Yeah, I will. I will admit that's more interesting to just. Ooh, here's some. Yes, Halloween if it skins. was just the skins in the event, I would have been like, no, I'm not going to bring this up. But when I once I read the actual event, when's Apex getting a Lucio ball? That's what I want to know. <laughs> so when are so, we getting some soccer in uh in Apex? So a new event that much like the you know um. Uh, shotguns and snipers were, were getting a, a in change. The solo mode. Yeah. yeah, we're getting a little bit of change of pace, which is always fun. And this is something completely new. So looking forward to it. Yeah. Hot damn. Well, that's Ethan with the breaking news wire. I'm out. Appreciate you. I'm very excited about this. Brain Age? Me yeah. Nintendo too. is yeah. bringing back Brain Age for the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. I played a lot of Brain Age on my uh, DS. Yep. This is from Michael McWhorter. Give this to your Polygon. kids. Uh, Nintendo is yes, bringing give back this to your kids for sure. The brain, give it to your grandmas. Yeah. Nintendo is bringing back the Brain Age series for Nintendo Switch. Nintendo Japan announced today a new entry in the Brain Teaser series known as Brain Age Nintendo Switch Training in Japan on Monday. The new Brain Age will include some Switch exclusive features, including the ability to play mini games using the infrared si- sensor camera on the right Joy-Con controller, which presumably won't be on the Switch Lite version. Yeah, that's right. Players can play. Games of rock, paper, scissors, or do simple arithmetic by holding up the correct number of fingers in view of the IR sensor. I've seen the announcement video above. That's cool. Which we are watching, but that you cannot. Uh, you could always Google it, though, if you know Japanese. Uh, classic <laughs> brain games will also be part of the package, including quick math-based games and kanji training using a stylus for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, the Switch version will also have competitive counting games and other new features like an alarm to schedule training, email-based summaries of training, and online leaderboards. Brain Age was fucking cool on the DS. Yes, I really was, enjoyed I, that. I remember when it came out. It was yeah, it, it was like that was actually like a revolutionary yeah, game. Basically. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that's kind of like what popularized Sudoku almost. Maybe at di- least maybe for me. Digital, at least for me. Okay, I was maybe, like uh, digital Sudoku, but I mean, people there are lots of people that carry on those big ass Sudoku. I never books. really, yeah, no, one of I the never first really seen on anybody. My PS3 was a Sudoku game. Really, <laughs> on PS3. Oh, I mean, I don't argue. I'm just saying it like, was cheap, and it's one of the few things I could afford. Because I, yeah. I think I've told you all that story where I bought my PS3 and I spent so much money on it that well, I couldn't, couldn't afford have any, games. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh shit! I played demos and in a buying Sudoku for like ten dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Brain Age is gonna be cool. I, I'm glad that's coming back. What was the other? Trying to think, maybe just a sec, uh, like a second Brain Age game. That yeah, there was a few. There was more than one. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, they had they had a couple of like yeah. I don't I don't know if you call those sequels, but they were like different iterations because they had like a what a Mathnasium one I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's the weird Nintendo. I'll Definitely like. gonna pick it up. Yeah, <laughs> I like the oh, Labo wait, size. Of we never Nintendo, talked about like, this, I guess. But y'all, did y'all actually watch that uh, Ring Fit Adventure video? No, I didn't see the like the, the anybody the, the real deal trailer. It. No. Worth no. watching just because of how creepy the announcers are. <laughs> uh, actually, you should pull that up real quick if you can find it. Y'all saw the teaser, though, right? Where it's a bunch of people like doing yeah, the yeah, things yeah. with the ring. Uh-huh. And then this there was an actual trailer for what the game is. What's it called again? Ring Fit Adventure. That's a dumb name. I think that's what it is. Could have done better. Yeah, so it's a Switch only. You get like this weird... I mean, this is the game, but... You gotta find the, <laughs> you gotta find the one with the actual announcer because he's like there's so scary. what's the uh, thing well, on actually, the, I haven't I have I haven't what's, muted. oh it's the one actually it's in the middle of the screen with the dude in the blue right below that one I like I said you see to see their faces can you uh, go into more detail <laughs> oh, okay. what is the thing on their leg yeah so you have a uh, a ring that you hold God, and then another so one dumb. that's like a it's essentially a, a strap that you slide your Joy-Con in. Uh-huh. And oh, it, that's what it is. It's Joy-Con. Okay. Yeah, that's your Joy-Con. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, and there's little, another Joy-Con on the top of it. I see. Yeah. Okay. Basically, you can do. It's an RPG where you play. Oh this, my god! This his character. smile. 
Yeah. What? It's a perfectly it, B-roll smile. I don't know what no, you're talking about. No, the way he was looking at her just a second ago was creepy. They're on so much coke right now. <laughs> I know. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. They're temporary. Look at that fucking smile. Look at that. He looks like he cannot wait <laughs> to He's eat the skin off of her face. He's excited right? to talk. Okay. When they both take off their human suits. I don't know why you guys get are... to feast on the bodies of the people they inhabited. That's what his fucking Why you guys are giving this guy such a hard fucking time. Anyway. Yeah, so it's this RPG, and it's it has different like uh, physical activities that you do, like to so to make your character run. You run in place, yeah. and that's what the strap on your leg is for. Okay. And if you like jog faster or slower, it's the difference between like a a, a nice jostle or a moves. jaunt versus yeah. like her sprinting. And then in the battle, because it's a turn based battle system or whatever, you do different movements on the Shit. either on the this thing or with the ring. Yeah, whether it's like a a crunch or like just like the bicycle kicks or whatever. And they translate into attacks on the game. And then the more accurate you are or the faster you do them, the more damage you do to your enemies. Right. It looks pretty simple, but it's a cool way of working in like the RPG mechanics of like leveling up and damage meters and stuff while also working in yeah some method of exercising working and out, stuff like yeah. that. It's basically just like the evolution of we fit, I guess, because there's, also a whole other section of the game that's not like the RPG game where you can just go and do these different the activities kind the mini games yeah. themselves. Yeah, if you haven't seen this, go look up Ring Fit Adventure uh, reveal trailer. It's it's very interesting. The reason I thought about that was because it was make we we're talking about Brain Age and it made me think of the uh, the vitality sensor that they tried to do with the Wii. It was like this thing you put on your finger and it could detect your heart rate while you're oh, playing really? different games and stuff. It's mm. weird. Next up, this is from GameIndustry.biz. Like Brendan Sinclair, Gearbox and its former lawyer agree to drop lawsuits. So we talked about this a little bit last week about the lawyer that had been working for Gearbox before and voiced Claptrap. And I thought he was like an accountant. Uh, I don't know. I mean, oh, okay. that's covered here. <laughs> uh, Gearbox software is uh, one legal battle off its plate. As reported by Business Insider, the Borderlands 3 studio and its CEO, Randy Pitchford, reached an agreement with their former legal counsel, Wade Callender, okay. uh, yesterday to drop their lawsuits against one another. And a joint statement accompanying the filing for dismissal, Calendar, Pitchford, and Gearbox said, quote, upon review of all evidence in the case, it was of the opinion of counsel that the evidence exonerated Randy Pitchford from the allegations against him. All misunderstandings between the parties have been corrected and apologies were exchanged because the parties are mutually bound by confidentiality. No additional statements will be forthcoming. Uh, all claims were dismissed with prejudice, meaning the parties are unable to refile those claims later on. Calendar made a discrimination claim with the Texas Workforce Commission Civil Rights Division last October, accusing Pitchford of discriminating against him because of his Christian faith. Ten days later, Gearbox sued Calendar for fraud and breach of fiduciary duty, saying he reneged on more than $300,000 in loans the studio had given him and abusing a company credit card for personal expenses. Calendar filed his own suit against the company in December, accusing Pitchford of breaking verbal promises and pocketing a $12 million advance on royalties that should have gone to the studio's employees. Calendar suit also accused Pitchford of leaving an unsecured USB drive with sensitive company information and, quote, Pitchford's personal collection of underage porn, end quote, at a medieval times restaurant in Dallas and of hosting peacock parties at his house where men exposed themselves to minors. That was a weird thing about this when this first came out, the whole underage porn thing. Well, I mean, I then think like that Randy was just a way to try out. to like smear him a little bit while they were doing these proceedings. Yeah, yeah Randy came out and was just like, "Hey, she's no, not underage. Like it's this legal. hot cam girl that I follow a lot, and like link to her Twitch or her uh, like uh, my cam, cam or girls like or that. some yeah. website or something." Yeah, she's like, she streams here. Like it's just yeah. her. 
Like, so still kind of like odd and embarrassing, but yeah, like clearly not anyone under. Clearly he's not that embarrassed about it. Interesting that he feels the need to store them on a flash drive and then just with like company data. Yeah, leaves it. And, like, it was so funny that it was found in medieval times. That's the best part. <laughs> I've driven past that medieval probably, times. It probably fell out of his pocket. Like, I think I went to that medieval times when I was like, <laughs> <laughs> who? If only I knew I could have run into. Randy Pitchford and gotten some scripts for some voice acting of yeah. the next Borderlands and Who's it wasn't me. I'm silenced. Fucking phone is it? I think I'm silenced. I'm silenced too. It was me. Apparently not. I don't know. We can't prove it was anybody. Oh shit! I did want to look up this. The Browns are playing right now. Oh and seven against the 49ers. They'll pick it up. They'll get there. <laughs> oh They'll get there. This all happened because I had to move my phone from to protect it from the water. That I did not spill. Your phone wasn't silenced. I did not then. spill. Well, so and if it's upside a, down on the table, it's in, silent mode. it's in do not disturb mode. It's a new feature because it just, it can detect that it's upside down and just make that up. Oh, I swear to God. Android 10, bro. <laughs> Android 10. I got that pixel life. Next up, another Gearbox story. SAG Afra dismisses Gearbox's stance in the Borderlands 3 union row. So we touched on this a little last week when we were talking about Troy Baker yeah. and uh, him not playing Rice. In Borderlands Rise, 3. Not yeah. Rice, sorry. R-H-Y-S, Ethan. Not R-I-C-E. Yeah, he was going to, because he originally played a character, Rise, and Tales from the Borderlands, the Telltale series, there was like a, a spinoff for the yeah. Borderlands games. I think Hardwick did, was one of the character in there as I well. I think he was, yeah. yeah. Um, but a lot of those characters, like... It's almost like a nest, like to if you give a shit about the story in Borderlands games, which who does? Right. Uh, it's almost no like it's there. a necessary part of it. It's like like one of those Game Boy Advance Kingdom Hearts games. Like it plays a lot into Borderlands Three, so a lot of those characters reappear here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Troy Baker's was the main character in that game, but he didn't come back. We talked about how he said it was because they weren't they wouldn't pay because he was a union actor. But then Ashley Birch. She's in the same unit as him, but she still voiced Tiny Tina in mm-hmm. Borderlands 3. So people were like, well, they clearly worked with some union actors. So everyone, the story was just kind of weird. Yeah. But now we have some responses from SAG-AFTRA. The Actors Union, SAG-AFTRA, which I believe uh, Screen Actors Guild, and then a bunch of other letters, <laughs> has dismissed Gearbox's reasoning for not working with Troy Baker on Borderlands 3. Baker, one of the most visible voice actors in the game's industry, did not play Rise in Borderlands 3, despite having voiced the character for the whole of Telltale's Tales from the Borderlands series. Baker explained that it was simply, quote, a matter of they wouldn't go union and I can't do a non-union gig, end quote. Gearbox issued a response in which it explained, quote, it is a Texas company and is bound by Texas law, which means that a person cannot be denied employment because of membership or non-membership in a labor union or other labor organization. However, in a statement issued to VG247, SAG-AFTRA described Gearbox reference to Texas law as a non-sequitur. Quote, we are fully aware of the anti-labor right-to-work-for-less laws that help explain why Texas has more minimum wage workers than any other state in the union, end quote, SAG-AFTRA said. Employers in Texas and other right-to-work-for-less states nevertheless routinely work under SAG-AFTRA agreements with no legal obstacle at all. To the extent that Gearbox's statement reflects legitimate ignorance, Gearbox could easily have asked that question during the discussions with SAG-AFTRA, which they did not. If indeed Gearbox meets or exceeds our contract standards in their treatment of performers, which we highly doubt, it would have cost them nothing to sign the union's agreement and retain the original cast of their game. So quite a lot of shade getting thrown back and forth there. SAG-AFTRA has also claimed that it would not have required Gearbox to use only union actors in Borderlands 3, Rather, it would have required that all actors be treated the same, whether union members or not. Quote, 
Gearbox was unwilling to sign the contract and bind themselves to honoring those standards as reflected in SAG-AFTRA's contract. They claimed to adhere to those standards anyway, but we have no way to verify that, and in any event, a non-binding commitment to treat any pay or and pay workers fairly is not enough. Workers deserve the protection of an actual contract. And then uh, they link to the VG247 article where they have like full statements from both yeah. companies. So a little bit of a conclusion to that whole story. It did seem kind of weird the little bits that we were hearing from both sides, but essentially, yeah, it just comes down to, for whatever reason, somebody at gearbox didn't want to sign this paper that says we're not going to like fuck over our, our voice actors, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Like they gave them like a verbal commitment that they wouldn't do that, but they wanted something. In yeah. Writing. They wouldn't put something on paper, yeah. which always seems to be the problem with gearbox where it's just like, there's always something where it's just like this little thing to make sure things go smoothly but they'd rather have like their names blasted in like a story about some shit. Like we literally just did an article about these two assholes that had an argument with each other and decided to take it to court. Yeah. And then what happened? They just, they both were like, Oh, they never mind. Go. Yeah. And it just had the company's name dragged through the mud for the entire extent of that process. So, so Troy Baker wasn't lying. <laughs> no, no. And I don't think anyone thought he was lying, but it's because it was one of those things. Or was he, I know they talked about it a bit on, um, kind of funny games daily before this article got posted where Troy Baker had wanted to work with them on the kind of funny animated series. Yeah, that's right. They did a few Uh episodes of that and he was going to be a character that was like a a character throughout the show because he's really good friends with the guys that run kind of funny. And uh, he came and did recordings for the first episode and then the union found out about it and it was just like a very like essentially a slap on the hand thing, but they were just like, you're not supposed to do that. Like just because you're in this, you're in this union. Like you should have told us and we needed them to like sign certain things that say that, you know, little things like, Oh, I'm sure. I don't know what all the details are, but it's stuff like here where it's like, if you work for eight hours straight, the state yeah, says yeah, you're yeah, supposed yeah. to get a break at a certain amount of six hours. It's stuff like that. Yeah. yeah whatever it or, is. I don't know. I know it's stuff like that. And it's just, that's how these unions work. They have rules and blah, blah, blah. And this union happens to be one where he can take non-union jobs, but they still have to sign this agreement that says, Hey, we're going to, treat everyone else on this the same way that we would treat Troy Baker. And they were saying that, you know, they thought about going in and trying to figure out how to make that work and how to deal with these people. And because this was back when kind of funny first started and it's like five of these guys, they don't know how to deal with any of this shit. They didn't, they took one look at the kind of paperwork and loopholes and or like uh holes. They would have to go through. What, what's the word I'm looking for is rings, jump rings, rings. Oh. We have to jump through. Thank you. And they were like, we can't do this. Like, we love you, Troy, but like, we, yeah, we just can't do it. So he was just like a, a no voiced character the rest of the show. But they made the very good point of like, clearly Gearbox can do this stuff. They're like a yeah. huge developer and they had other people that did union work that voiced their characters. Yeah. just fine. So it's just it's like, why wouldn't why yeah, they one miscommunication this? happened where right. that like Troy Baker, one of the biggest names in the industry as a voice actor, couldn't work on this game if if they actually wanted to work on it. So just kind of weird how that all worked out. Definitely. Next. Ethan, do you have any more breaking news for us, by the way? You're still looking at your phone like you're still checking waiting, the, waiting for some good checking the newsroom. What all popped right. last week that we were like that I just missed out on because it didn't refresh on my feed or something? Oh, uh, something. Oh, yeah, that guy. Story. Wasn't it that guy? Our last story yeah, on this yeah. list. Yeah. But before that, <laughs> quick little update on the PlayStation 4 system software that's coming out this week. Normally, we wouldn't want to like go over this, but I, there's a couple cool features that are the main ones for this update that I thought were worth mentioning. Krispy Kreme has new donuts. Is that breaking news? That is breaking news. What are we talking about here? A uh, new monster batch of Halloween donuts. That's always, it's all how Halloween stuff is not news. I mean, they're pretty cool. 
Oh, they look like donuts. Oh, but they're monsters. I thought yeah. this was breaking news. Spooky. Shut up. So the first big feature update is a revamping of the voice party feature on PS4. Maximum number of party users is being increased from 8 to 16. That's too many people. It's, eight's too many. <laughs> That's a lot. I remember yeah. one... Because we most of the games we play are like four player yeah. co op stuff. I remember uh-huh. one time we tried to play the division and we had like one extra person, or I think it was like you and me were on a team, and then like Ethan and Juan and other like they were on another team, but we were, all, we're all in trying a party to talk chat, over each other. Right? And, yeah, 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 I was like, this is dumb. Like, I'm, the, <laughs> I'm just gonna not play. You guys could party up and do four people, and I'm getting a headache right now. Network connectivity has been improved. So maybe that means I can like chat with uh, Hernan now if you're not in the party because we held we had the issue for so long where if if you would leave the party, then That's because right. of our network setup or something, couldn't I couldn't talk. talk to Hernan. It would just like say, hey, there's y'all can't talk to each other. You're not allowed. <laughs> Drew has to be the intermediary. Yeah. I'm just uh, special. Audio quality has also been improved. And then there's a cool accessibility uh, chat transcript function that's been added. So the way that works is in the party app you can download on your phone. There's a new chat transcription feature, which will just like do voice to text oh, okay. for everything in the party. And then same thing, like if I can type out my message and it will voice it in the party chat. Nice. Um, oh, that's yeah. cool. And I know a lot of that is because of some of the new laws with uh, accessibility. just accessibility and like that voice to text feature and stuff that's supposed to be going everywhere. So that's very cool. And then uh, remote play got some updates. Uh, we know that with the latest iOS 13, you were able to pair Bluetooth controllers now, and the DualShock 4 was one of those. I got to try that out. It now also works with Android, um, right? Android yeah, 10. Yeah, yeah, I saw so that. Yeah, I was like, Android cool. native support for DualShock 4, and then uh, Android also now has an official remote play app on the Play Store. So oh, you maybe only, that was what I saw. Yeah, you only yeah. actually need Android 5 or better to do the remote play app. But for proper DualShock 4 sure. connectivity, you'll need the newer, uh, the newest version of Android. But that still means that you can still do like the touch screen controls for remote play that way, though. So, God, I couldn't imagine doing that. that would- Depends on the game. Like, uh, again, like there's plenty of games where I could imagine playing like fucking The Witcher 3 on my phone just because the text would be so fucking small. You never be able to read anything. Yeah. But there's other games you have, like, if I wanted to play Life is Strange 2 while I'm pooping, that'd be a good game to do that. <laughs> But yeah, I'll, but also I have a Vita, so I technically don't need to do that anyway. That's I, true. I, I, I need to see if my Vita screen is bigger than my phone or not. Cause I feel like Dark Souls could be a fun game. Just my Vita yeah. pop out. Yeah, because there's not a whole lot of reading. No, you, you don't, don't have to read to. anything if that game if you don't want to. Yeah, so that's a software update 7.0. That should be coming sometime this week. So hopefully by Friday when you're hearing this, that update will already be live. Next, we got a cheeky title for this article. This is from uh, Wired.com for Peter Rubin. Overwired.com. PlayStation doubles down on cloud gaming starting now. Get it? Because it's PlayStation Now yeah. is the name of the service. Yes. It's good stuff. It's, good. it's a longish article. Feel free to go read the whole thing. It's very interesting. Uh, but there's some good quotes in here because it kind of covers the whole from the beginning of PlayStation Now up to the changes in this new one to give some context. So, uh, quote, I typically prefer doing to talking, says Jim Ryan, but I think we're We've been guilty of not talking enough about what we've done. Ryan, the CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment, is referring to PlayStation Now, the subscription service Sony launched all the way back in 2014 that allowed PlayStation owners to download older games or even stream them from the cloud. He ticks off progress of the service is concentrated on to date. Uh, size of the game catalog, publisher roster, geographic coverage. In March, the service finally achieved server, uh, server coverage throughout Western Europe territory Ryan describes as critical heartland for PlayStation, which is very true. We talked about the number of sales of consoles in uh, Europe. It's it's insane. It's in, yeah, like all of Europe Ridiculous. basically matches the U.S. and and how many consoles are out there across all those countries. But a lot has changed since 2014. 
There are the issues with the service itself, which Ryan calls many false steps taken, many lessons learned, an unsteady set of features that started with users being able to stream games to handheld devices or smart TVs and ended with the service only available on PS4s and PCs. Despite that, PlayStation Now has managed a compound annual growth rate of 40% and boasts 700,000 subscribers paying for access to a library of 800 games. Still, Ryan says, quote, the two things that people tell us they don't like about the service are the price and the quality of the games. So all that changes starting now. Today, Sony announced that PlayStation Now is cutting its price in half from $20 a month to $9.99 in the U.S. Uh, similar price reductions go into effect across other regions and extend across quarterly and annual prepaid subscriptions as well. So if I recall correctly, the price is very similar to Game Pass and like EA Access, I think, uh, for, I think, six months. It's 30 bucks. Salt on it. Or, or maybe forty five, but then a full year is sixty. Yeah, it was like sixty four dollars. Yeah, whereas before shit, I yeah. think it was like a hundred or a hundred and ten for the full year. I can't remember? Yeah, but uh, sixty bucks was enough where I was just like, fuck it. Like as soon as I read this news, I went ahead and subscribed because nice. I, like, I, I I had enough fun playing Infamous and like there will be other games that I'm gonna want to go back play and this play. way. Yeah, especially the PS3 library. And again, if if your internet's fast enough and you have low enough ping, it's really not bad. But I suggest anyone who's interested. Try the trial, see if it actually works well. In your I've been home. meaning to. Sh- I'm I'm still kind of saving the trial. I've been. I want to try because I want to see if I can play Demon Souls. Well, now you don't have to really save oh, it because Demon Souls on If there? it rolls over, it's only ten bucks for the month. That's that's, a, that's less than Netflix these days. Uh, and that's I true. think I don't know if Demon Souls is. I know that Dark Souls is. I have that every and Dark Souls too. Yeah, I, I don't know that Demon Souls is. Uh, additionally, announced the service had added four new games: God of War, Infamous Second Son, Uncharted Four: A Thief's End, and Grand Theft Auto Five. Uh, that will remain on the service until January with Big more marquee hitters. games coming thereafter. So you only have like a little while to play those, right? Yeah, but it also, that's also too where that just might be the temporary deal. You have to imagine that de- it really depends how much weight do they want to put behind this service to compete because on the other side, you got Game Pass. They're launching all their first party mm. games Gears on, 5 came on, on day one Pass, on yeah. Game Pass. Where yeah. Sony doesn't have to do that because... Sony sells them now because we buy our exclusives. Yeah, like you. I mean, that's the different when you have a game again, like Uncharted Four, which I think sold like something like nineteen million copies. Obviously, price reductions have happened since then, but it, I think it broke like five or six million the first week mm-hmm. times sixty dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. And that's a Sony first party game, so they get more than just the thirty percent cut they would normally get for being a for selling it on PlayStation. Like that's a lot of money. No one's buying the big <laughs> Xbox games quite in that volume. That's why Game Pass makes more sense for that company. Yeah, I can imagine they're going to probably start putting more of the backlog first-party stuff on there in the future. Why Sony chose to, today to shine some light on PlayStation Now is no mystery. With Google Stadia set to launch next month and Microsoft's Project xCloud beginning its beta program this month, cloud gaming is stepping into the next phase of its evolution. Quote, Sony wants to make sure that they give the perception that they're not letting competition get a leg up says David Cole, CEO of research firm DFC Intelligence. Quote, I talk to a lot of investors who don't necessarily know the gaming industry that well, but they say see Google as this huge potential threat. Now Sony can say not only are they go, not going to lose on pricing, but they have the edge on content. Despite the imminent launch of Stadia, Cole says that cloud gaming is nowhere near posing a threat to the conventional console business. It's not just a question of technological obstacles. Game streaming services have yet to establish a consistent business model. As a result, he says, third-party publishers are pretty darn leery. Yeah, I think that price drop was exactly what most of us were hoping for. I think we were all expecting. I think a lot of people predicted that there would be a price drop eventually. Yeah, once Game Pass came out at $10 a month, that's how business it's one of those works. Sony doesn't have to compete, but they should. Yes. And it makes sense for them to just go like, 
at this point with how many subscribers they've had, the R and D part of it's been paid for for a while. Right. Those server farms of PS threes and stuff are probably doing exactly what they need to. Mm-hmm. What I'm interested in, because we heard a couple months ago about them partnering with Microsoft to start using some of their Azure cloud servers and stuff, which Azure is kind of like Amazon web services where there's just these giant server farms with that. You can run all this software on and just provide lots of mirrors for these kind of things. Cause right now, the way that PlayStation now works, the server farms down in the Silicon Valley. Yeah, essentially. Yeehaw. The way that this works right now for PlayStation Now, whereas if you were playing a PS3 on game on PlayStation Now, like Infamous or the first Uncharted, whatever, there's a server farm that Sony has that's literally just racks and racks and racks and racks of chicken of server style um, PlayStation 3 consoles. <laughs> so it well, when I say server style, I mean instead of the big fat PS3, yeah, it's more slim down. It's a rack that's this big. Yeah. Rack of ribs. <laughs> Look at Ethan. He's like, he keeps thinking about food every time I say racks and farms. He's like, so you're telling me it's a bunch of PlayStation chickens and the games are eggs and they fry the egg and they put it on the internet. That's how I'm playing Infamous and on that's my PS. Exactly. That's how they make profits. That's how they make them. That's them golden goose eggs they talk yes. about. The server um, farm here. Yeah. So what would be really interesting is if when PS5 comes out, let's say there is. PlayStation 3 native backwards compatibility, which is a pipe dream. What? Right. Fuck. <laughs> like, what are like you smoking? Instead of streaming, you'd be able to no, pop I in get a PS3 what you're game. Saying. It's, it's just... It would be incredible. It would be really cool. There's weird patents and stuff right now where they're kind of hinting that they, they're at least looking into this, but we don't know anything about sure. this console yet. So it's got again, a dick tray. All pipe dream stuff. We saw that. If it worked, though, <laughs> they could replace all of those PS3 server racks in their farm. With PS5 blades instead, mm-hmm. which means they'd day one be ready to stream any of the PS5 stuff yeah. that they'd have up there and stream all those games to your phone and shit like that, which would compete with Google Stadia because now they're saying, oh, you don't even need to buy a PS5. You've already got right. your phone. You have your PS4. Stream that game here if you're on PlayStation Now. That's a potential way to do it. Mm-hmm. But then also simultaneously, they could replace all of these older, less efficient PlayStation 3 racks yeah because those are still it's the old cell processor it probably takes more power to run that than it does a new ps5 mm-hmm. that's just how these processor revisions work and shit so that'd be incredibly interesting that'd be very cool i know that plays into a little bit of their whole talk with trying to reduce their carbon footprint as a company and everything a big way to do that is to draw less power in these giant server farms that everyone's got <laughs> Why is that so funny to I you no okay it just is next up wordplay is funny over at IGN.com, we got an, arcu- an article from Matt Perslow. Uh, PlayStation 4 crossplay exits beta and is now a full feature available for developers. This was like a week, right? Like, Because I feel like I just heard its beta being announced like the other day. Well, the beta happened when Fortnite went crossplay. Oh. Because up to this point, there's only been a few, and that was like Fortnite. PUBG just recently went, into cro- went crossplay. The new Call of Duty. Minecraft. Is Minecraft even one? I don't know. I don't think so. What am I missing? There was a big one. Rocket League. That was the other big one. It's cross-play with everything. Sony's cross-play function for PlayStation 4 has now completed its beta phase and is a full feature for developers to make use of. Strangely, Sony has made no official announcement about cross-play being promoted to a full feature. (laughs) Oh, Sony. The news instead comes from a Wired article, which I believe is the one that we were just reading, uh, which states the cross-play is now available to any developer that wishes to implement it in their game. Call of Duty Modern Warfare seems likely to be the first new game to support this at launch, with it being set for release later this month. The beta phase of PS4 crossplay included games such as Fortnite and Rocket League, 
I could just scroll down. There you go. Uh, <laughs> which helped prove the system's capabilities. Hopefully from now on, we'll see more multi-platform games support crossplay. Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Jim Ryan explained to Wired in the same article that Sony has to keep pushing PlayStation and its features in order to survive next generation. Quote, the track record of the incumbent platform winning the next time around is not a great one. And by that, he's meaning when uh, Nintendo was hot shit, PlayStation came out, PlayStation one beat or won that generation. PlayStation was hot shit. PlayStation two came out. They got lucky. They still won that generation, <laughs> but then PS three came out. They kind of shit the bed. Xbox was crushing it for a long yeah. time. Yeah. The Wii sold like hotcakes. You couldn't find one. True. Then next generation Xbox shit the bed. Yeah. <laughs> PS four comes out. Sounds like hotcakes. And Nintendo's no just one kinda, buy, No one even knows what a yeah, Wii U is. Nintendo's <laughs> so it's, like, just, it's weird. It's definitely a lot of back and forth. And then Nintendo uh, makes the Switch, kills it again. Yeah, quote, so the major thrust of my executive energy is to avoid complacency, which is a really excellent quote. That was the one I was looking for in the, in the article before. Crossplay certainly helps show that Sony isn't willing to believe its current dominance will ensure guaranteed success in the upcoming generation. So, good stuff. Crossplay's good. Yeah, about fucking time. Yeah, Ethan, I bet you wish you had cross-play in that uh, Battlefront 2 right now. Mm. Wish those uh, not, not really, populations no. were a little higher. Oh, I told you there's lots of people playing the game. I don't believe you. Okay. Play it with me, and then maybe you'll find out. You okay, got to download it again. It, t- it took like six minutes. Now, this one's a big story. I don't think it's going to take too long to get through, but this is one where I think we do need a lot of the context. This is what we were talking about, the late breaking news we missed, literally from when we finished recording yeah. last, last week's week. episode. Uh-huh. Or this just from a, fucking roll back in here and record. Yeah, again? absolutely. Go. We actually hadn't even finished. Back we, we, to formula. California. This is from Johnny Cullen over GameDaily.biz. Sean Layden departs Sony amid restructuring confusion and potential power struggle. The departure of Worldwide Studios chairman was announced with little fanfare and one third party source tells GameDaily. Recent PlayStation globalization is exponentially exacerbating the next gen transition. Of course, we're at the end of the generation next year, probably in the fall is the most likely time that we'll be getting not just a new PlayStation, but a new Xbox. Well, we know that the Xbox is coming in the fall. They've already said that Sony's been a little more tight lipped about PlayStation five. We They said there's another console coming. They mm-hmm. haven't even said it's called a PlayStation yeah, five yet. Or we, all like know that. it's gonna be. we know that's probably what it'll be. PlayStation Vita two. Vita Ooh. 2? I would love X. to see another handheld from PlayStation. Just a fucking hybrid no. PlayStation 5. I think it's just portable, just, just move, like the just Switch. move on. Just it's stick, just another PS5. Stick with what you're good at. Can you imagine if the PS5 comes in with a with a Vita 2 dock? Oh, God, it'd be so good. Yeah. Vita lives. Vita means life. Jesus. PlayStation announced in a tweet on September 30th with a little fanfare. Quote, it is with great emotion that we announced that Worldwide Studios chairman Sean Layden will be departing Sony Interactive Entertainment. His visionary leadership will be greatly missed. We wish him success in future endeavors and are deeply grateful for his years of service. Thanks for everything, Sean! Exclamation point. This announcement provided little fanfare of the annu- on the announcement. This is some weird writing on the... <laughs> this announcement provided little fanfare on the announcement especially for someone who has had a long and distinguished career at PlayStation and Sony. Layden himself hasn't tweeted anything on his personal Twitter account as of publication. Game Daily reached out to Sony for comment, but didn't receive a response before publication. In a follow-up with Polygon, Sony said there was no other information at the moment. Now, Layden joined Sony in 1987 as a communications assistant to Sony co-founder Akio Morita before heading from Japan to Europe in the late 90s as head of international game development at Studio London and then as vice president of Sony Computer Entertainment Europe. 
He then took over the mantle as head of Sony Computer Entertainment Japan from 2007 to 2010 before going on to set up the foundation of what would be Sony Network Entertainment, taking the roles of EVP and COO of that arm. Layden took charge of Sony Interactive Entertainment America in 2014, following the departure of former president and CEO Jack Jackie T. Tritton. Y'all remember Jackie T? Nope. No? no? What the fuck is that? God, you guys are so new. <laughs> In 2016, he became chair. Who is he? He introduced, he like uh, showed off the PlayStation 4. He was with us through all of the PlayStation 3 gen. No, you don't know who Jack Tritton is. Oh, God. Sorry, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. In 2016, he became chairman of Sony's Worldwide Studios following the rebranding of Sony Interactive Entertainment, a merger of Sony Computer Entertainment and Sony Network Entertainment that same year, alongside his then charge at Sony Interactive Entertainment Asia. In his time as chairman of Worldwide Studios, Layden has overseen PlayStation's golden period with multiple Game of the Year winners and nominees, including Marvel Spider-Man. Layden was the face of the deal that brought Insomniac Games into Sony's first-party studio family, which was finalized in August of this year, and the person who greenlit the project. What, does he want a plaque for it? Like He should get one. <laughs> Layden's exit comes at a time of transitional upheaval, and not just with the next-gen PlayStation 5 looming. There's also the possibility of an internal power struggle, which appears to stem from a corporate restructure that started back in April of 2018, which is when Sony Interactive Entertainment truly went global. So in uh, 2018, we talked about this before, they just recently moved their headquarters from Tokyo, Japan, to, uh, I believe, Santa Monica, California. If it's not Santa Monica, it's San Diego or something like that. Yeah, They're in California now, though, Uh um, which is weird. Like, Nintendo of Japan is still the big boss of Nintendo. Obviously, Microsoft is in Redmond. They didn't just pick up and move across the world. Right. Sony is now is more and more becoming an American company, which is really weird because we're at a point now with Sony as well, where uh, Sony interactive entertainment is the bulk of the money, the revenue and profit that is generated by all of Sony. Really? That's including uh, Sony Movies, pictures, which yeah. is their movie studio. And that's including their larger hardware division because they don't make the laptops and PCs. They used to make anymore. All that's been shut down. Uh, their phone line Xperia and everything has been kind of pushed to the wayside. There's like one or two models, I think, that are. I didn't even common, know they had but, a phone line. Oh yeah, Xperia has been a th- yeah, Xperia has been a thing for a while, Experian? but but yeah. So, and this is also coming from the same company that in the PS2 era they were thinking about like shutting down that whole division because they were just like, what? We don't even need this. We're so huge, and now they're. This is the part of the company that is literally keeping Sony afloat. Well, harsh. Uh, sad but true, as as James Hetfield of Metallica would say. At that time, Sony announced a reshuffle that then saw PlayStation President John Codera take control of the Americas and Japan Asia. Deputy President Jim Ryan, who is now the CEO, assumed responsibility for Europe. Additionally, all sales and marketing divisions within America, Europe, and Japan Asia were to report to Ryan. Meanwhile, Layden was to concentrate his focus on worldwide studios, continuing to provide platform-defining content that helps drive the growth of Sony Entertainment or Sony Interactive Entertainment. Worldwide Studios is regarded as a side project, albeit a significant one, within the bigger picture of SIE's management. Ryan and Codera run the bulk of the operation, with Layden's position as chairman created specifically with him in mind. Later in February, Ryan was announced to be the new president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment worldwide, less than a year after being named deputy president. Ryan effectively swapped titles with John Codera, who was tasked to provide an emphasis on user experiences and network services. So Codera, before he became the interim CEO, was essentially heading like the networking side of PlayStation. Okay. So he oversaw a lot of, uh, for lack of a better term, renovations 
that have happened on PSN over the last few years, mm-hmm. one of his biggest goals was getting the PlayStation name changes in effect oh. because that was such a huge request, uh, request, but a huge endeavor to like rework the entire back end of the PlayStation network to fix this thing because there were just so many issues that he kind of took over when he got that job. Mm-hmm. It's worth bearing in mind that Codera was only president and CEO for 15 months, having taken over for Andrew house in October of 2017. That's essentially the gist of it that, Okay, here we go. This is the other part. Uh, one point where Layden and Ryan clashed was on cross-platform services, specifically cross-play. In an interview with Eurogamer from 2017, Jim Ryan defended Sony's then stance of not allowing cross-play, specifically on Minecraft on PlayStation 4, saying the platform has, quote, got to be mindful of our responsibility to our install base, exposing what in many cases are children to external influences we have no ability to manage or look after, it's something we have to think about very carefully. So that was back when Sony's excuse for why they weren't supporting crossplay was just think of the children. Yeah. <laughs> Horseshit. And then there was the huge backlash over that. And this is the guy that has now been made CEO of the company. Wow. But seems just changed his tune because, of course, like we just said, crossplay is now out of beta. They, they kind of went back on a lot of that. Mm. I think he had another quote from a while ago that was, I don't know if it's in this article, but he was at some showcase or whatever. Oh, it was a, an event for the celebration of an anniversary for Gran Turismo. Mm-hmm. And he was like, when people were asking him about backwards compatibility, he was saying it's a feature that we get asked about a lot, but we noticed that not a lot of people actually use it. Not to mention, he was like, this is all paraphrasing. So many goes, people would use that. Not to mention, I was at a Gran Turismo event the other day and they had Gran Turismo one, two, three, four, and five in sport all next to each other on different displays. And I'm looking at all the old ones thinking this is horrible. Why would anyone want to play this when there's the new one or whatever? And so just some kind of like weird comments from someone who's clearly not a retro gamer or anything like that. Definitely more just like the businessman side of it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just some really interesting stuff. And it's just odd overall that there was no fanfare of Layden leaving. He'd been with the company almost 30 years has been for the most of this era of PlayStation the face of the company next to uh, Shuhei Yoshida, because this is the guy that was on stage that introduced God of War at E3 a couple years ago mm-hmm. when they had that big epic onstage orchestra. Oh, I forgot about to that. show off the yeah. game. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was the one who's out there doing the E3 presentations. He was the one doing all the presentations for the last few years, and for yeah, him to not get anything more than just a, a tweet that says effective immediately. This guy's not working here. Yeah, anymore. that's is real odd. shitty. Yeah, so. We'll see how some of that flushes out. I'm not one of the people who's like in a panic over the next PlayStation over this. I think these like big companies change all the time. Yeah. Around the start of the PS4 era was when uh, Jack Tretton left and some of the bigger names that were involved with the prior generation of Sony. So changes are afoot. I like Sean Layden a lot. Mm-hmm. Hope he does awesome in his uh, next endeavor. Yeah. It's weird that we lost him and Reggie. In the same year. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say with Reggie. I mean, Nintendo made a huge fanfare when he left. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's getting like a... I read earlier this week he's getting honored at like the video game Hall of Fame or something really? this year. <laughs> it's all awesome. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, but, and then, uh, yeah, Sean's just left by the wayside. Yeah, I don't know. I hope I hope we hear something from him before too long about that or if there's a book comes out in the next or 10 an years article or something, or something yeah, an interview. There's going to be some sort of... Let's invite him on the podcast. Let's get Jason Schreier Sean on Sean Layden, you want to come down? Jason, do your do what you do. Give me a good article on what happened with uh, Sean Layden. And guys, that's all the news. <laughs> How's that for a segue? Oh man, that was perfect. Yeah. yeah, I like that thing that you just said before that. It was very insightful. Yeah, it was really good. 
about Sean Layden? Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sure. I was wondering if you were going to remember. We both. Why wouldn't I remember? We, we talked both, about it 30 seconds ago. Yeah, we both point, all yeah. remembered what we just <laughs> talked about. Yeah. So I know this episode's going long. It's a long one. It's a yeah. We're you said we're probably at like one thirty, and we're gonna we still have a movie. But I made a promise at the beginning mm-hmm. of this episode. We are going to talk about Joker. Yes, yes. We as a collective world should talk about Joker. We live in a society, and as a society, we should talk <laughs> yeah. about Joker. <laughs> yeah. So we watched that that came out just this last weekend. Um, we caught it on Saturday. It, but uh, it seemed like it came out so much earlier because just all the reviews were so forward. And all well, the people we told talking before, about it. We told it. you before because it, it was a festival movie, yes, too. It, yes. it had been screened for a lot of people. And people would just not months stop. Months ago. Just, ah, Joker. Well, you that only happened recently. Or are you talking about how they were just like praising it and then no, like the last the week in, or so where the they're initial, like, this is going to get so many people hurt. Yeah, oh, that's what right. it was. The initialness of like before it actually had opening weekend, people were worried about it causing some sort of. You yeah. know, things and a bunch of people well, that hadn't even watched the movie yes. yet, but were just like, I've I've heard the Joker's a bad guy. I think a lot of people were associating it to that uh, Aurora shooting. Yeah, which makes zero sense. Yeah. And, and yeah, because they because honestly, the trailers for this movie, I think, do a terrible job of, t- of, of giving you insight into what the movie's actually going to be like. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I think that it's just well, it's that trailers, a good it trailer. Give you the sure. Plot of the but film. I think a lot of those those opinions were coming based off the trailer. It just leaves everyone else up to thinking, Oh, well I don't, I'm not a creative thinker because I work for one of these websites where I'm writing about how awful things are going to happen because of a movie coming out. Bad stuff's going to happen. So that kind of person insight is not going to be able to come up with a a story of where the Joker movie might go outside of what they know about the character. Cause you know what what we've seen. Then when the thing, the bad thing that they said or predicted doesn't happen, it's never, Oh, you were wrong. It's, Oh, well, thank God that didn't happen. Yeah. You know, it's not like, come on. We know, you know, this is one of those movies. I, we walked out of the theater and I said, I really enjoyed it. I still think I really enjoyed it. I think I like it more now. And I've had some days to marinate on it. I have some thoughts. And I was saying how it's a movie where immediately I was like, I'll probably never watch this again. I think I've changed my tune on that already. Cause Me I think too. you want to give it another watch. There I is- do. There is a little piece from the movie that has still stuck in my head that I want to revisit. Mm-hmm. That is that's kind of very you know theory going. Yeah. So well, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it right yeah, 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 we'll get into it later. Yeah. I, I could see it in Drew's eyes. He was about to no, be like, not, oh, I, but the part where on. Harley Quinn shows up. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a hard movie to watch for sure. It's yeah, awkwardness and uncomfortableness is abound in this yeah. movie. Yeah. And the more I think about it, I think the reason I wasn't sure if I wanted to rewatch it is because it's one of those movies where I I think you could sit down and cut like 10 to 15 minutes out yes. of I think so. the first like 80% of the film. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then the like it's funny because the way that you said in the theaters, you were joking about it in the movie. Yeah, you two. And you said, "Oh, sorry, yeah, Drew. If you didn't know, me and Travis talk the whole time." Usually, I know. Yeah. No, I was, t- as I was telling Travis when we saw how home. empty the theater was. We were like, "Okay, we can it's, dance." It's funny because, like, at one point in my mind, I, and during every movie we see, I always go, "Man, I hope I'm not talking too much and ruining this movie for Travis." And then I'll be quiet for a little while, and then he'll say I'll something. something to me, I gotta say, and I'll be yeah. like, "No, nah, he's doing the same <laughs> shit." Yeah. yeah, no, I like yeah. I was telling Travis on the way home, like I was. Immersed in that movie, oh, and then there'd be times right. you two assholes you just hear us cackle. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, yeah. "Motherfucker!" Yeah, these yeah. guys next to me probably were not too pleased with me, but no sitting next to you two anymore. <laughs> eh, we're just so opinionated. It's fine. Yeah. We're, it's, we're we're good company. Yeah. 
you turn to me at one point and you just go third acts are hard <laughs> which right. i thought was really funny because i think the third act of this movie and, is incredible yeah like i, I was, liked it i i thinking back i don't know how i meant necessarily meant that because i agree the first two acts of this movie are the hard to watch the end of this movie is great yeah the thing it does with the thing is the best iteration of that, in my opinion, in a long time. I think so. I thought it was kind of fresh. And I, yeah, I really love the third act of this movie. Well, I think by saying third acts are hard, I meant everybody else can't do it, but <laughs> this this was a good third act. Which is surprising because the director and the writer, Todd Phillips, is the guy that did the Hangover movies. <laughs> yeah. He did and like Hero like, Trip 2 or... But did those he? are, I think so. He's, I he's mostly a comedy guy. For what the Hangover movies are, considering that the second and third are just rehashes of the oh, first garbage, one. Yeah, the first one is a pretty good no, idea. I think the first one, whatever on if the you're first into that style of comedy, though, because yeah. not even just comedy. I'm talking about a plot and storyline. I mean, the plot and the storyline are just lol absurd things are happening. And then the movie goes along and then none of it matters because he was on the roof the whole time and nothing they did led them to find that out. Like it's, it's not a particularly clever comedy film. It doesn't have to I be mean, because no, the main, it, it focuses the on the outrageous, and I think so. he makes it work in the first one. <laughs> like, like I feel like the first Hangover was at the time like kind of a revolutionary comedy. Eh, I don't know. I wouldn't go that far, but it's good. I, I think I think it was good. Okay, for, maybe not revolutionary, but I, I th- think fresh. The, I, yeah, I think the then, idea was really good for when it came out in the time and a. I, like I said, the first, the second and third are just them trying to ramp it up, yeah, but doing the exact same sure. thing. Mm-hmm. That shit with Mike Tyson is hilarious. I would just basically my whole point is just the I way I never that, saw the second or the third one. The way I felt about the Hangover movies made me wary of how well, this would work one. out because he doesn't typically do stuff like this. Yeah, but there was his first like it's the Tiger. It's in the first one. Yeah, sorry. Uh, there were so many good like dark comedy moments in Joker though that yeah. I was not expecting. Uh, it, for me, they were they hit a lot less. The only time I think I really laughed was at the end um, with his two friends in his house before the very end. Yeah, oh, in that's his one apartment. of the scenes too. Yeah, yeah that was sure. I laughed out loud because that oh, yeah, shit that was, was perfectly timed. Yeah, but no, I think I one know. of the other good ones was whenever he was arguing with the two cops outside of the hospital. And then he makes that really big, like it's one of the first oh, points in the movie yeah, where he seems okay. almost kind of serious and confident, yeah. and then and he it turns into the pain of yeah. glass. Yeah, that, that was, was fucking I, I good. Kinda, like that was funny, but I felt like it was funny for the wrong reasons. I, I, it just didn't land that like he. I get it. He was trying to be serious, and then it just made it more awkward because he's actually awkward and, and he can't be serious. Well, that happens a lot in this movie but, though, is the moments where he's not trying to be funny and he's trying to be more serious or some of the serious or something scenes. are the things where he ends up I, unintentionally or not being humorous. And I, I that, think adds that, to the, the running into the glass just was meh for me. But like I said, the, the other part, and then I think there was one more that kind of did. Well, before we get into too many, cause we'll, we'll get back into that sure. in a minute. But so overall though, like, I guess to revisit our rating before we get into the spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Now you've had some time to think about it. Where where is it sitting with you guys? I'm still gonna go with like a seven point eight. Seven point eight. Yeah, because I was gonna that's say really, seven and a half. That's but oddly specific. Yeah. A little better than a seven and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little. Yep. Only that's, slightly. It's it's one of those movies where it's like. It's good as a whole, but when you like look at the overall scenes individually, you're just like, 
too many things kind of bother me about mm-hmm. certain things. Cause like I get it. He has a lot of bad stuff happen to him and it's just what happens. But was all that stuff really that bad? Like he gets the shit kicked out of him in the first does five he minutes though? in the movie. Like they kick him a little. Yeah. Well, okay, so but let's go into it now. Like, come I, on. Oh, so I would say, the more I've thought about it, I'm more I've moved from like an eight to like an eight point five. Really? Yeah. Okay. I I think it's a solid seven. I just there's some stuff about it that bothers me. It's okay. fine. It's fine. Overall, great movie. Oh yeah. Overall, it's good though. Especially for what it is as a Joker origin story. And I think it would be great as a standalone though. I don't think it needs a sequel. No, yeah, that's what they said. This is going to be the only one. This is like a one-off thing. Did they say that? Yeah. No. Well, they haven't said anything yeah, specific think, about Keith it. Phoenix said he would do another. In he the would most do recent interview, yeah. he said that uh, him and Todd had already been talking about around, the potential yeah. for a sequel. Only if it's like something like Joaquin want. Phoenix said he would like to do to explore the character further. He said he's open but to it. If they figure the out a story further, or something, then the further you go with it, you have to get more Batman in there. And it takes away, I think, from the message and the the vision that they had for this movie. You know what I mean? The more mm-hmm. Batman, actual Batman you bring yeah. into it and then Batman acts aspects of it. The Batman. The Batman. The Batman. <laughs> oh yeah, but one thing I wanted to say was that going back to the comedy aspect of the film, there's actually a few comedians in there that I recognized. Like, I mean, right off the Hold bat. Hold we officially say spoilers? We're in spoilers territory now. We have not now. said it yet. Okay, we're going to go oh, into okay, spoilers. Because even this is enough to say like, ah, it's, it's spoilers. That's fine. Uh, yeah, we're in spoilers. Uh, for for Joker, if you I'm gonna seen spoil it yet, this movie, uh, y'all. Pause it, bookmark. Come back later after you've seen it. Uh, we're not going anywhere. This will be forever archived on the internet, mm-hmm. available throughout the universe. Uh, but yeah, again, spoil. The, it is the last topic of the podcast too, so you're not missing anything afterwards except for our typical closing banter bullshit. Right. So if you haven't seen Joker or you don't care about spoilers, we're about to spoil it. Yeah, we're about to spoil, spoil the shit the out, fuck of out of it because it's fresh in my head. But uh, like I was saying. Couple of comedians in actually in the movie, and like right off the bat, you know, Mark Marin's in there. He's uh, Robert De Niro's like producer. He was the guy that was whatever. Oh, I must have missed that. Yeah, the I, I the guy at the end, right when he's like, yeah, he only has a few lines yeah, in the yeah. movie. Yeah, and then the first time Arthur goes to the comedy club, the guy on stage that's Gary Goldman. Is that an actual com- yeah, comedian? Yeah, he's a stand up cool. comedian. He that's actually cool. uh, has a new special on comedy or on HBO right now. Nice. I nobody and has then- Comedy Central specials anymore, <laughs> except for Kevin Hart. And then uh, whenever Arthur goes back to his job to get uh, after he gets fired to go get his stuff, the guy. Oh yeah, his boss was wasn't his boss somebody also. Sorry. I don't think so. The, but the person I'm talking about is uh, the the clown putting makeup in the mirror. The one that originally starts talking the, to the him. big guy. No, not the big guy. The no, big once guy, he gets fired and he's cleaning out his oh, locker yeah, yeah, or something. Okay. Yeah. The one that, they don't really go to give him a close up do they? No, no, no. You can kind of see his face through yeah, the yeah, mirror. Yeah. Uh, that's Brian Callen. Hmm. Don't know who that is either. He, he's, <laughs> he goes on Joe Rogan and he's part of that whole crew sometimes. As far as the budget goes shit i just had it pulled up and then your computer freaked out <laughs> on me fucking wikipedia. Uh, well a lot of the wikipedia stuff it, it is still like update as far as like the yeah. box office revenue and the results and everything i can't imagine the budget was that big like there well, wasn't that was why this is such a big deal and that's why i was going to say too is if anybody wants to make a sequel of this already it's going to be warner bros because this movie has already outsold <laughs> oh it it beat justice league's opening weekend it of course beat, it, it beat like venom for best movie opening in october yeah, also yeah and uh 
number one opening weekend for an R-rated film. It already it surpassed nice. it. Chapter oh, one wow. or okay. chapter two, which just came out or Did whatever. It really? I'm sorry. Chapter one, I think, was the highest. Oh, okay. And then Venom. One but then did this better than, that. than the second one? Yeah, the second. Well, because the second one was a hard pitch because it's a three-hour film. Is it really? Yeah. It's like, it, it is. seems like they should have yeah, put chapter two. Seems like yeah. they should have put more of that story into the first part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so worldwide gross for Venom. Uh, a lot of these numbers are still coming in because it's Monday, but I'm pretty sure for, no, for, uh, sorry, Joker uh, was $248,402,337. That was the budget? Uh, that was the oh. worldwide oh, sorry. Uh, box office. Okay. Uh, domestic, that was 96.2 million and foreign 152.2. And something important to note in that is that this was that without China, because China mm-hmm. is not distributing this film. Definitely not. Not it's way too far. And then, oh yeah, um, oh, for sure. most of India also didn't get this film, and those have been the two big like foreign countries these days Why that contribute to India a lot of that was? stuff. I think for India, it was just there's certain regulations. It's like it screened in some places in India, but it didn't get a, a, a <laughs> large format release. Uh, not 100 percent sure yeah, why. I'm not sure, but that was a big one. And of course, <laughs> China is a huge part of foreign box office these days. Yeah. And it's it, it too much close-up violence for China. Like it's not even that. I mean, yeah. it would I never come out right now because of all the Hong, the Hong Kong, Kong protests. Stuff. Yeah, all and the this masks, whole film yeah. is like the kill the rich and yeah. like the protests of the from, of the the common people and all that yeah. stuff. Like that, definitely not coming out in uh, Hong Kong right now. <laughs> yeah, what was the, I'm trying to? See, where's the fucking where's budget? The budget, man. Come on. So let's say production budget. It's, it's, not, it's not even on here. Where I don't know. It didn't cost much. I know that it's already made more than Shazam did in its entire box office run. Uh, and so, and yeah, I just know it was a fairly low budget. I want to say there wasn't because, like, honestly, if you think back, there no, wasn't, there wasn't a lot of special effects. Yeah, I don't even remember like one I mean, I would big say explosion. The, uh, the biggest caps. The biggest thing was probably the car crash. Oh, the budget from oh this yeah, Google with the says, at the end. Yeah, yeah, this says fifty-five million. So really? fairly low overall compared to what you're looking yeah, at for true. your your typical typical comic book yeah. hero movie or whatever. But yeah, small mostly, cast that too. was probably mostly Joaquin Most Phoenix. Most of it was probably Joaquin yeah. and Robert Downey Jr. and Robert De Niro. Some of Robert that, De Niro. I'm sorry, Robert De Niro and Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> yeah. Smaller cast characters and stuff, like a couple of those comedian cameos and everything. But you know, like you said, not a whole bunch of like it's not like your typical comic book film at all. No, it's a very it's a very artsy avant garde film. Like yeah. it, it really is. And it works. It does. It does. Well, I mean, Joaquin like completely carries it. Yeah, uh, I was before I came out. I was watching the uh, Red Letter Media's. I'm sorry. I just don't like every like. Give him an Oscar. I come on, really? I don't he's know. a fantastic actor. Yeah, yes, he's a great he Oscar. I'm not arguing with that. But for I don't. This, I mean, well, I mean, hitting, I don't know. like to me, I think it's the laugh. The laugh just wasn't believable to me. I th- I liked it. I thought it was from the perspective of because we haven't heard this before. Is at least in the film ones. I'm sure there's a Joker story out there somewhere that covers this. But I, I think it's the laugh is done really well when you're trying to consider that this is a character where he can't control it. Yes, yeah, I get it. It's, it's a part of the mental condition. illness that he has. Yes. And there there are some moments where like where he, he's doing the laugh and, and he's it like chokes choking him. Yes, and stuff. I get, and I and it that that is very well done, but that's not part of the laugh per se. That's him mimicking him choking and, and losing air. Yeah, the laugh is what's not believable to me. Like, I get it; it's a medical thing. It's not supposed to be like a maniacal laugh. It's supposed to give that transition for later when it does become like his calling card. But it just it comes off as very well, even forced. Once, once he transforms into Joker, does he do the laugh much? No, because it's remember it's the condition more controlled. Is, the condition is only for when he's in awkward con- positions and he feels uncomfortable. The end is when he kind of accepts himself as who he is. Well, so the laugh is kind of 
it probably isn't being triggered because he finally feels accepted. Well, with, something else that I, you know I, I think, because I, mean? I kind of forgot about it until I was reading more about it, uh, just people's like thoughts on it and everything, was that there's that point in the film where he stops taking his medication because mm. he can't he can't get it anymore. It's hard to tell when and that so, kind of goes into effect. Yeah, and you know, part of the reason he's able to finally make that transition, yeah, is because he's not so drugged up on everything anymore, and maybe that was where he was getting almost awkwardness and anxiety because he was on so many pills and yeah, shit. Like, sure. Because again, it's some, it, the apparent, like when we don't know what landed him in Arkham hospital the first time, I don't think they talk about no, it. We just they know don't, they, they don't go we into saw, that. We show us see a small scene where he had been there prior. I think it might be because of like the, the end. Can we, are we, are we fully spoilers? No, yeah, yeah, saying, yeah. fully so spoiler I think mode. it has a lot to do with like the abuse and mental abuse with his mom and his, 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 was that his stepdad? And I, I think it was an abusive boyfriend. Yeah. So like, I think a lot of that trauma and shit is maybe what put him in Arkham just to, because his mom couldn't watch him. But we don't know how him. long he had been there. Sure. Yeah. 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 But he I, grew up in Arkham I Asylum. Think it, that's or, what I think. I think what? it's one of those things where he grew up in there long enough to where he could take care of his mom and the roles could reverse mm -hmm. because what, isn't there a point in the movie where he says like, I must I have think, over I that. Think I don't remember I him being in Arkham before. No, no, no. It's a like very small it. scene. It's, it's yeah. near the beginning of the film when he's okay. talking to his psychiatrist. I'm sorry to Cause he's talking to the social worker and she says something about it. And so you, that's the first time we see the hospital. And I think that's when he mentions, he, he says like, I think I would have preferred being back at the hospital. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like he had been there long enough to become acclimated. Mm -hmm. And so maybe a couple of years, like I think they institutionalized both him and his mom. Yeah. And like I said, when, they, when he was of age to actually, you it's know, weird for them to in like the real world for them to get released to a point where one is in the care of the another, when they were both in the care of the state. For I'm sure when point. you have nobody else, you know, it kind of, that makes yeah, yeah. sense. Cause like, we saw in the beginning of the film, you know, they're cutting uh, funding for because that was one of the so big things. Like, yeah, because I mean, even even like, you know, prisoners get parole and stuff for good behavior. So it could have been one of those things that built up. And yeah, yeah with medication and counseling. That's what makes me wonder how long he was there yeah. just because it had to have been long enough where, you know, he was on perfect behavior because of all these drugs at some point. Like, no, yeah, they gave him the car. They assume like he doesn't. He's not about to hurt himself or others. That's the big reason yeah. why you get stuck in there is if they still yeah, think yeah. you're a risk or whatever, or if it is, it's another thing where it's just the city's not spending money on these services. They're like, well, he seems fine enough. Let's get him out. Yeah, of Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they could have needed the room and for both of the people, and they got them both out. Yeah, we yeah. don't know. And there's one thing I'm kind of wrestling with as far as because there's the big twist near the end of the film where we find out that he's been an unreliable narrator and that he's got a lot of delusions going on. Oh yeah. yeah like yeah. the big one with the, the quote unquote girlfriend yeah. that well, turns out to not so be real. That, that, what, that is what bothered me in the beginning about that with like him after he does his first murder with the guys on the subway. Or oh the yeah. Train. How he just waltzes in and kisses yeah, her and everything after having just one conversation. Yeah. At first I was like, okay, maybe she's just kind of, you know, really thought he was attractive. Didn't they go on at least a no, date they or something before no, that? They went on the anything. date afterwards or we, the date. We, um, no, yeah, we hadn't seen her. Cause she went interact. to the comedy club. That wasn't, that didn't happen. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. That it hadn't did. happened no, yet. It no, it didn't. No, uh -uh. no. Cause he doesn't do the murder until, after the scene where he's like his tape is being played on the variety show and everything. No, no, he does it before he sees that, the I'm variety sure. show in the hospital. Yeah, with his with mom. his mom had already been a question about Yeah, because his mom was put in the hospital because the detectives questioned her about the murders and stuff. Mm. And she 
and then they came to the hospital and talked to him. So the murder murder had already happened. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. So no, yeah, uh, it, it hadn't happened. Yet. How, well, can we talk about like how great that murder scene was though? It kind of went exactly how I thought it was going to go. Well, it's less of a murder scene and more of a self-defense scene. Yeah, true. Was it? Cause they're beating the hell out of them. But from what we've seen, like uh, it could be another delusion. But, but again, so just because you have a gun doesn't mean you have to use it. Sure. Waving That's why the gun around is very powerful in itself. Up until yeah, the moment where he chases have to the guy other the guy head. down to shoot him outside of the I train. I think yeah. it's more crossing line after he shoots the second guy. I mean, well, don't you think a first shot to the head is a little think, unnecessary? Yeah, even that is cr- like a shot to the leg. Like he, the the thing like is that one he shot he to like just, a leg, and his friends would have understood. He's like, just back scared, off. and he's he just wing, flings that out wildly, and. I think the first shot to the head is is accidental because if I, I think back, he he's like cowering and kind of just shoots. No, but, I don't. Th- I think he, I think he just like kind of whips it out. Yeah, but again, he's not like looking. I right. think the headshot is kind of just. I mean, cool. even with the accidental first guy dead, there's still two dudes against you, and they were kicking the shit out of you before. I mean, would you give them the no, chance to get the gun away from you? Seriously, scared the fuck out of them. They no, were running away after he, the first guy, got killed, shot. The second guy wasn't running away. No, one yeah, of them he, was, was, he was like, "Oh my god!" He was about to run away, but he was kind of like backed back. up against yeah, the he door. He was scared. Yeah. So, first two were self defense. Uh, no, <laughs> fucking it crazy. It goes man. wild when he chases the other guy down. You're crazy. That and is, he shoots him once as he runs away because one of them starts running away. Definitely murder. I will say that. Yeah, he flung the first one wildly. The shot to that was an accident thing, but he saw, he kind of liked it. He so kind of liked it, and that's thing. when he just goes, bang, shoots the other guy. We don't even know that it happened the way that we saw it, only because, I think first they, off, how do you... I think they clearly showed what was delusions. And, and hysterically pop a headshot if you're not someone who's used to using fire I fucking arms. do it all the time at Apex. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, like, like video no, games like, with your auto aims turned no, on on your PS4. I mean, I, I just, I can't remember the scene perfectly, so I don't remember where he was actually looking, but I think, yeah, he just kind of whips it out in a frantic hysteria. We don't see him whip out the gun. He's just already, like, one of them gets shot, and then we cut to him, yeah. and he's got a gun. Yeah. Oh, I thought you see him kind of, like, wrestle with it, and then he, like, fucking just No, because they're kicking the well, shit out of have, the yeah, it just Yeah, because it's all dark, and then you see, like, the flash, and then the headshot. And That's the why I was so, back. like, huh, because, like, okay. everyone in the theater forgot about that fucking gun. I did. Oh, yeah, I dude, knew. for sure. I knew that, that he was coming. either going to pull it out or shoot somebody. That was obviously, like, That's so why this is what I mean with about the delusions, though, because we find out later in the movie when this big thing happens, who knows how deluded he was. I think he might have still been on medication at that point in the film. But I can't remember. Yeah, that's why I'm pretty the sure the timeline like, gets gets like weird. The, well, so that would kind of be already that would be cut by the fact that he immediately goes and fucks that girl, which is a complete delusion. So, yeah, we know that is. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's immediately after. But though. we've seen other delusions too, usually involving her. But I'm saying if we saw that delusion, then could the kids jump? Why would te- like the teenagers jumping in the beginning of the movie? Could that not also be a delusion of some sort? No, because I, I think they kind of clearly show what's a delusion and what's not. I think. Well, how can it be a delusion is, when the guy he works with hands him is the reason he has the gun? I think she is specifically. I'm not saying the delusion was that he got didn't actually get beat up by these people and shot those people. The he's delusion about could the be kids with the sign. Maybe he didn't wait for them to beat him up. Oh, you before no, just shooting them dead. That, that doesn't make sense. And then there's plenty of other things too, no. where it's like at the end when that when he's being arrested and they're driving to Gotham and the the whole city's yeah. freaking out. Yeah. Doesn't that seem a little more dramatic, maybe no. than it might have actually been? No, not at all. Because I he think could that be was deluded a, into thinking. I think that was a hundred percent exactly how the end of it went. 
I yeah. think he had his followers. They they knew that that was him specifically because they saw it. It was all broadcast. And sure, that was the birth of Joker. Right I'm just there. saying that in general, like it establishes delusions of grandeur in a very powerful way. I don't know that they would have to necessarily spell out what is and because isn't a delusion. The after delusions that. of grandeur are very specific in the fact that the girl is for comfort with his mom because he can't cope with the fact that she's dying. And it's a lot of it, she's like a very specific delusion. That's why, like, she's kind of the only delusion. Like, there, yeah, and that's there one really thing aren't I, other ones. That's like, one thing I didn't like about that reveal, too, is they tried to do like the fight club method yeah, of like kinda. showing how oh, he was alone the yeah. whole time and but I'm i like, think they did it good by having him like sneak into her house and her being freaked out oh no that part's fine but, but the second that she's like why are you in here yeah, yeah, like, yeah. oh you're, you're the guy, guy from down the, down the hall yeah that's all you had to say because everyone realized at that point and then they have to do i don't know for all the dumb people in the audience they have to show a couple yeah, of yeah, flashbacks yeah. or yeah, whatever sure i think that part wasn't done completely perfectly yeah but uh even if they only showed us specific delusions i could still be I'm not like convinced that this is the thing. I just think it's interesting to look at the movie from that perspective where maybe I think you're reaching. There were other things that can be kind of ambiguous after you see that, because again, once you, and, and especially I think his medicine was from too the strong meta at that idea point. that like the Joker in general has a bunch of different origin stories that this is just a one version of a telling this whole movie could have been him in Arkham Asylum telling his oh, psychiatrist at the end and coming to his own realization that like maybe it's a, again, a delusion of grandeur where he's convinced himself he created the Batman. So you think, the, mean, whole, you think the whole movie was him like telling no, himself a joke. And then at the end she was like, what's so funny. He was like, Oh, you wouldn't get it. And the joke was the, the joke mo- is that he the made joke was the fucking movie. <laughs> no, the, no, the joke is that he created Batman who probably was the one who actually put him in the Arkham because at the end he's got like gray hair and stuff. He's clearly a lot older no. than he was when he was. No, I didn't notice. I, that. Don't, I don't think that's true. Yeah. Well, we rock. Yeah. We have see, to reasons it. enough to rewatch the, but film. I would like to bring up you, the this ba- is the kind of thing where you pick up things like that. Now with the new eyes of knowing that, like, I think you're reaching some of these things are delusional. But okay, I'm not saying it's actually what I happened. do. I like thinking bring about up things, the though. Batman and the Bruce Wayne aspect of this movie a little yeah. bit because it's a you know it is there. Bruce is in there, man. He's fucking he does, in there. He has a like, weird. He has a weird scene. He with, does uh, have Joaquin. a weird. I read this great comment on Reddit. Fingers in his mouth, dude. And someone was like, God. "Why didn't the Batman in this universe become the Clown Man? Because he's clearly been traumatized by clowns yeah, at this point in his life." Fucking like, and somebody did. They like repurposed the the <laughs> quote from Batman Begins, where he's like talking to Alfred. He's like. Uh, it's time my enemies share my dread and then throws a whoopee cushion <laughs> or something instead of the battering. Yeah. So there is a there is a a twisty twist of where Bruce is the Joker's half brother. But it's not a real twist. Right. It is a it is or a is fake it? Or is it? And that is actually what I want to segue into. There is a point at the slight mm, before the uh, the climaxing and stuff like that. When mm. I think he's preparing for mm. the interview, yeah, yeah. Mm. he finds a picture of his mother mm-hmm. when she is younger. And on the back of the photo, it says something like, I love to see your smile or, yeah, or love that T- smile. I love that smile. And it's from Thomas Wayne. Well, it just says TW. That, fuck you. And we haven't seen his like fuck. handwriting or no, autograph. Fuck you. I just true. think you're reaching. I think you're full of shit. And you just think, and you just, my ideas are just better. <laughs> so is, I want to know if, Maybe that whole thing about Thomas Wayne and his mom was uh, just like bullshit or at the point when she's like, no, he covered it up and blah, 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 blah. 
did fucking Thomas Wayne actually cover this shit up? Because he was embarrassed about it? I do really like the portrayal of Thomas Wayne in this because it's funny. Uh, I know I'm the only one who played any of these fucking games, but uh, Telltale's Batman mm-hmm. game that they did did a very similar where he's bad characterization right? of Thomas Wayne. Well, it's not that he's bad so much. He it's just that do he's got bad. skeleton in his yeah, closet he had to and do some bad things to make. It makes the point that, stuff or his parents died so young that Bruce, of course, is still idolizing his parents at this point. Mm-hmm. But as an adult, you can look at the situation and be like, well, no one gets to become the richest man yes. in a city by being the right. peak of morality. He was also going to run for mayor or governor or something like that. Yeah. So like, you know, he's mayor, I think politically connected. Yeah. A lot of that in, comes with corruption. In those so, telltale yeah. games, it's similar stuff where it's like, maybe they weren't like these bright shining knights that we, that he idealized them as, and that he finds out there are darker things as far as them, like putting political opponents into Arkham hospital I, and stuff. And I things like, like that. that. Like, so I like the way that, yeah, they, they played with our idea yeah. of who Thomas Wayne is because after the whole conversation one. with him, it's like, Oh, okay. Like it was just, that was just another trick. You know, they were just trying to fool you with that to distract you from this other shit that was all made up. It's not, it's just a delusion from the lady. Mm. But then they, they, you know, that picture pops up and he's, you know, looking at it. Nothing in this movie is a mistake. Like everything is, has an intent with this movie. That's but just the kind of movie it is. Like I said, it could still be a delusion that sure. he's having. It, it could be a he delusion. Could flip that picture, it could ha- it could say nothing. So yeah. that again, that's the point in the movie where I think the delusions have stopped because he's come to realize that the girl stuff he made up himself. And I think he's stopped deluding himself and he's become you know, who he really is. I mean, maybe but, it just depends on if who he, I guess, who's he trying yes. to delude if but he it, wants to keep doing it. But at the same which time, is why I like the idea that he's telling a story yeah. to this new psychiatrist at Arkham hospital. Sure. But I and do. If, did we decide? We think that he murdered him. He, she definitely murdered he, her. He definitely murders her. I think he or, murders the girlfriend too, or, honestly, or does something really bad. The, well, oh, the, the oh, deluded right, right. girlfriend or whatever. You think, really? Yeah. No, because I don't think he does. It's, I took it as it was implied that he kills her too, because the next time we see the, a scene around that apartment, there's like police there and ambulances and stuff. Maybe I missed that no. one. Yeah. Like maybe I missed like, that. I don't know. He's in that area and, or I can't remember if it's him leaving the apartment in the next scene or something, but there's like police. Law enforcement yeah. Wasn't that something there, happened? Like, was yeah. that, something but was yeah. that the day he left for the show because of all the protesting going on? No, it's like not long after it's another mm. scene. Not long after he like, that I, yeah, scene I, with her. I don't remember seeing that, but I mean, if, if that's there, I mean, that's cool. That's a good call. That's one of yeah, those, one I, I of think those so. small it's, little. That's why the more I kept thinking and thinking and thinking about this movie, I'm thinking like, fuck, maybe I do want to watch this again just because <laughs> there's really no reason to believe that he wouldn't because he killed his mom before that already, right? Sure, but we'd seen a few times, at least in in ways that he's convinced himself that he's he's killing people that des- no, either I deserve to no, die not, or like bad people. It's not people. about that. I'm just saying he had already killed like in yeah, confidence he, already. Yeah, he killed his mom. Yeah, but that, so but he also he killed his mom because he found out that she'd fucking stood by while her husband beat the shit out of him, like, and tied him to a radiator. him as a child. Yeah, yeah th- there was a but like. And again, you think of the thing where in the beginning of the film, he's crying as he's got makeup on. He's like forcing himself to smile and stuff. And the whole diluted laughter thing is because she's watching her child get tied up to a radiator and beaten. Well, the, and it's I, so like forcing him to smile. I afterwards. think, I think like, the medical condition where like the laughter is the like, that's the thing that caused her to not 
like realize, but also her own mental issue. It could be a coping because mechanism remember, for sure, but it could goes, be that she was making, no, no, no. She's crazy and right. she's convincing me, him that he's happy. So when he was getting beat mm-hmm. and like abused, he was laughing because his brain couldn't process the abuse and it was just a mental defect. So in his mother's deluded mind, she heard the laughter and didn't put together the abuse because mm-hmm. she says, but he was always such a happy child. Well, and I'm wondering if that's because he was always she didn't put it together. She, well, she had her own issues. Cause again, she, she was, was arrested because they found out that she was there while this was happening. But if you look at her when she's in the room with the doctor, she's also beat the shit up. Yeah. So yeah. like she was getting her own shit kicked in yeah. and it's when those situations with those characters, you, they sometimes disassociate with outside stuff. So the hat, the happy laughter could be displayed as like, oh, nothing's going on. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Because yeah. she's in that just that state of mind. But in reality, the laughter is just a coping mechanism for what, what's his name? Arthur. Arthur. Yeah, as a child. Yeah. And that just, you know, goes with him. And Or the abuse could honestly have fucking developed the, the laughter thing. Like, we don't know. See, the, my interpretation was that it was he'd get the shit beat out of him. And then she'd go up to him afterwards and force him to smile. And then eventually that was something that he picked up on his own later. I thought like that was more it, of, it seemed like this was going on for years. See, I thought that was more of like he was doing that because he was like being a clown and the, you know, the unhappy and the happy face masks. So he was just like doing that. I, I, I don't know, really. Like, that's what I got from that was the two reverse of the theater masks. Because like, oh, dra- that's part of it. drama yeah, and comedy. I, thought, I mean, I thought it was clear that it was just, I mean. The Tragic pain of him forcing himself to I guess, but we never smile. see her like do that to him. So I don't know why we just assume that she would do that. No, I know. I know. Yeah, I know. No, I think I like both of y'all's theories. A lot. <laughs> yeah, maybe both. Maybe. She and that's both. part of what I like about it is because it's 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 not as heavy handed with the there's a lot the exposition in the yeah. like your typical Marvel film where it's just like there's nothing to interpret like yeah. such and such happened like. This is the way Time the story goes. works this way. This is our canon. Yeah. Blah, blah. Yeah. Whereas this is very much. And it, it it fits so well with the mythology of the Joker that it makes sense that he ends up being an unreliable narrator that he what he either is actually truly deluded see, or he's you, convincing you act as people. If he's he's intentionally misleading. I no, think unreliable it's an, just means when unreliable narrator I is get a trope. It. In, I just feel like it, I feel like it's it's more of just like he's he doesn't know. So how could he tell us the real thing? It could be either or that's what I'm saying. Cause yeah. I mean, it fits in with what we know of the Joker in general, just that like, not, to, not necessarily this Joker specifically, but just but the that's overarching, the thing. but Joker. that's the thing about it. This Joker is very specifically because he's not the Joker yet until the final scenes. He's Arthur flick. Mm-hmm. So him like being intentionally, you know, maniacal or, you know, Look, mischievous that doesn't work for Arthur I'm Flick just not, until I'm he just transforms. not as trusting you, as you are when it comes to these things I, it's you have once to, I've been told one time that to, something I saw happen yourself, didn't really happen think of yourself from the director's point of view trying to tell a story I think the director's point of view is he wants to leave things ambiguous unambiguous I don't think that's true I think ambiguous. a lot of the stuff he put in there was very intentional and he had a clear message he was trying to portray that's all I'm saying there's yeah the message is clear I'm saying the things that happen within the story as far as like a... I think certain things a, can we be were, interpreted. If we were to develop a canon. But I think another, other things are just kind of... Uh, yeah. You're thinking too much about it. I think what he I, what he did was clear and... Yeah. But go ahead with your crazy ideas. <laughs> I like my crazy ideas. Keeps thinking interesting. 
gives you a reason to watch a movie more than once. And also, I want to bring back to the fact that at the end of this movie, it does end up being the start of a Batman origin story. It goes from a Joker origin directly into Batman origin story. Well, a Joker told origin story. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's, Again, a, it's an <laughs> unreliable narrator. I don't believe him. I don't believe but any you of have it. no reason to not believe Arthur Flick because he's, he's taking drugs. Thank you. But he's still crazy regardless. But that's what the drugs are for. He was just two different kinds of crazy. Whatever. He was a drugged up crazy <sighs> and now he's a sober crazy. He's still no. always crazy. He's still the Joker. It's like the whole story with Batman and Bruce Wayne. Which one's the mask? Is he always Batman now? And he puts on the mask of Bruce Wayne. Is Joker. Has no, he always been the Joker, but Batman, he was wearing the mask of Arthur. He, he puts on the mask of Bruce Wayne. We yeah. all know that. And I think, and with the Joker historically being a foil to Batman, I think it works both ways. I think the Joker's always been the Joker. No, because they're both the same thing. That's the whole dynamic is that bad thing happened both to them. One go bad. The other go good. One rises up. The other one can't handle it and goes insane. Like that's I mean, the they whole both went insane. Yeah. Okay. True. Yes. But one goes the positive way and the other one goes the, the more deadly way. I mean, it depends on how positive because that's the whole conflict with Batman. You know being a what vigilante. I'm trying to say. I know you're trying Stop to say. arguing semantics. No, I mean, I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to argue semantics. I'm just semantics. saying he doesn't become the Joker until ultimately I would say it's I think he really snaps like the fact when he kills his mom, like when he comes to terms with the fact that the most trusted person that he knew was all, was actually lying to him. It really was just like, well, there's no fucking reason to keep or Arthur Flick around. Has he been the Joker the whole time? And he's just uh, no. sobered up around then. Because oh. like I said, we don't know what ended him up in the hospital the first time. We don't know what thing he could have done. You just love for them to expand on the fact that he maybe had done some homicide hey, well, years ago that I'm ended him up. I'm going to use your own words. There's nothing in this movie that doesn't, isn't a, there's not a point to sure. or something that it's yeah. all intentional. Yeah. Why yeah. would they have introduced the fact that he had previously been in Arkham Arkham Asylum, the Arkham Hospital or whatever? Yeah, because I don't think it's become Arkham Asylum yet, has it? I'm not sure, but I don't remember the words they use because yeah. I think, yeah, Arkham Asylum, I think, is something that happens later With on. The Waynes, yeah, the, yeah, but because the, the at least again, from what we know yeah, of other Batman, the stories. hospital that they're at is like Arkham's like state or city hospital, something like or that, something. yeah. 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 But we don't know what landed him there. Sure, yeah. And especially true. if it's like an no, insanity plea or something, and you could be like, oh, well, sure, maybe he murdered, or maybe he didn't murder him, but maybe he came close to, we don't to really hurting know. somebody yeah. or hurting himself. And fuck that bitch and on the train. Up the rest of the time. Her little kid was looking at him. Sorry. Yeah, she's a bus. Rude. But he's also a crazy person. I was just mad she didn't give the card back. Yeah, we I was thinking know, about that as we well. We don't know because he reaches for a card later on, but he can't. He might have more than one. Yeah, well, that's true. Because there's a lot of people that like don't, don't give the, the card one, back. <laughs> the one that he gave back to, or the one that, that would suck to have to go get a new card yeah. Xerox printed the every one, single time. He's he probably got more at his house. Yeah. But the one that he gave her was like very crumpled and kind of like yeah. bent and stuff. So yeah, probably gets given back to. Yeah, times. I don't know. I, I think it will be incredibly interesting if they do do a sequel. Mm -hmm. Just because they have to keep going with where they were going. Yeah. And yeah. So, some, maybe some of these questions get answered. Maybe I'm just, I don't know where they'd go with it other than you have to bring in Batman. That's what I'm saying. Like, the, Oh yeah. The farther you, you go, yeah. the older he gets at some point you have to introduce a, a dark night. Yeah. Like they 
can't have one with you can't have one without yeah. the other. And I hope I can find a screenshot. I'm sure someone's taken that picture or shown that scene on Twitter or something. The end when he's talking to the the social worker, the new one in mm-hmm. the hospital, they were he clearly murders her and then breaks he, out. He obviously murders uh, her or injures her severely. But uh, no, he fucking murders. He's her. got like I mean, he can he's leave aged her bleeding a lot. out. He's, like he's got like gray hairs and stuff that he didn't have before. I don't remember him to, having gray. Ha- I remember show. him. It's not like I remember him gray hair. smoking. Yeah. Or actually, wait, maybe I do remember him having something on his hair, and I thought it might just be like paint for some reason. He's aged a lot. Maybe that's true. Yeah. Hmm. And I think that's what's funny too Sorry. is that I think that's the point where it's like. And by that point, this is not because it's the way it's edited is that he goes straight from the cop car. His, he has a right, little moment in the city yeah, and then eventually yeah, yeah, yeah. gets caught again or something and is put in the hospital. Whereas I think really this is a we Batman have no, is put we in have here. no idea. Yeah, at some point, yeah. Batman is just this is another instance where he puts Joker in here. Maybe. Although at that point, I don't know. Maybe even that doesn't quite fit because you'd think at that point they'd officially have him in like lock up with cuffs like he wouldn't just be sitting and talking to a shrink maybe at that point again he's not the joker joker they've drugged yet, him up enough that and he's just he's, he's just a wild guy acting on his impulses and then because like there are iterations where the joker is just a bad criminal mm-hmm. and then he has like the ace chemical accident the uh shit with another joker thing that happens to him where he turns and gets disformed or dismembered into you know like a facial thing so and that like his you know getting cut off whatever and that turns him into the actual like villain against batman mm-hmm. so i think i do think this whole discussion just kind of goes again point reinforces the idea that this is really something different compared to what we've seen from it's good like it was these types it was of movies. it was thoughtful yeah like this wasn't just another hey let's try to be better than the mcu like oh this, yeah this, this is, was this is like acting like that never even happened yeah. <laughs> like, and that's this why honestly I, could have been like just an a fit, like completely unrelated to Standalone. comics like yeah. the, it, it's just a great joker story like yeah yeah it's just good it was, it was really good yep yep i'm glad you liked it drew <laughs> i did i did enjoy it what's your crazy theory you know i don't have a crazy theory no uh-uh. it's like movie good movie good wished i had popcorn <laughs> but movie i don't good. know i just you guys have been i it, i've thought about I've this given a drew lot. a lot to think about <laughs> but this movie this movie hit relevant to me because I was just like, man, I have bad fucking days all the time. I'm going to go kill Robert De Niro. <laughs> right. Like that was my thing. That was my joke. I made to Travis throughout the whole movie was like every time somebody did something slightly bad to him, I was just like, you should kill that guy. Is that your like reaction that. to everything? Like you just can't go around doing that. So, you know, like when some kids stole your sign, don't fucking chase after him. It broke his sign. Big, yeah, because they chased. Because he chased. A- Maybe he really because did just steal the sign. After why would them. anybody? St- why would I steal a sign? I just related give it back. I related to that scene more than any other <laughs> film scene in the rest of the film. We've had that one dumbass just be like, oh. "You clearly did this really yeah. stupid thing that like no one would do." Not offering any other solutions, <laughs> just like. Why would I can steal we, the sign? Can we talk about the best comedic timing in the movie at the end when the the his, oh, the friends, scene in his apartment, his clown friends are in the apartment with him, giving him the some guy that sold him the gun or gave him the gun. Him the oh gun. my fucking god! And it god. got him fired essentially. Yes, 
Well, he got himself fired because he took a gun to the hospital, which is insane. <laughs> Children's that Hospital. Scene, that's See, a great that scene. That was another dark that's comedy moment. One. That one, when that scene, that, that the gun dropped up, I heard everyone go, <gasps> yeah. Like, yeah. That was because what? you expected. This guy's insane. Why you would expected he bring it to totally almost. right. Yeah. Because like I, 75%, I think, expected it to just go off after it hit oh, the floor. Oh, yeah. I was so scared but the gun But it never did. And then yeah, he just fumbles with it. And it's fucking just awkward. Yeah. That was another really good one. Yes. Yeah. But his friends are consoling him with with liquor or something, and they brought over scotch. Yeah, or whatever. Well, it's also because yeah. the guy that gave him the gun, the cops are questioning him now yes. for the murder, and he's like concerned oh, yeah. about him, his own skin, and and he's just slime ball. He fucking stabs him and slits his throat. And honestly, shit. I thought he came over to kill Joker. Really, or uh, Arthur. Yeah, I thought there was going to be some kind of confrontation like, like that. Yeah, but beat no, the hell was, out of him, or it was trying to be like, bring, "Hey, you better not fucking talk." It to was these a cops little. Or yeah, if that's like the that. case, he would bring better backup than it, the little person. I guess that's true. Wow, true. Wow, offensive. Mm. Maybe he had the knife. Yeah. He's down real low, can't stop him. God, yeah, damn. yeah. Cut the ankles. Go for the Jesus. Achilles. Yeah, go for the Achilles. Achilles, can't Achilles walk. Yeah. yeah. But so he, after he murders the guy that essentially framed him for having the gun, what a brutal scene! Just because of the all the buildup we had and. Yeah, it's very tense in the house, and it's just like it could go either way. And then, true to Joker's like mentality, oh, well, I he some, just fucking. I don't think it was an either way thing because, like, the second he like goes to answer the door with the scissors, oh, we knew someone honestly, was going to. I was like, oh, he's going to stab. Somebody. I honestly yeah. didn't expect it to be his friends. What's I the expected guy from it's always Sunny. He's like, I can't remember the guy's name, but he one of the the fuck the McPoyles. He ruined it, and he tells somebody. <laughs> So and so stabs somebody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> stabs himself. He's like, oh. <laughs> gets stabs him in the arm with a fork. Yeah, yeah. but I, I expected it to be the cops or the detectives at his door. So that's why I thought he grabbed the scissors was because he was he was gonna fuck kill a cop. Yeah, but like the last two people I expected from that scene was his like semi friends. Mm-hmm. Like really, that scene took me by complete surprise. It's one of those scenes where it's not necessary. The movie could be fine without it, but it it. Pulls so many things together. I don't know. If I was going to cut anything, it would not be. No, that scene, exactly. I think. Yeah. It wouldn't be because it pulls so much together and it ties everything into the next mm-hmm. climax part of the the finale. The, and plus that creepy scene where he's like got his arms against the wall and he's like hunched forward. And he's, his like, he's shoulders just got were the white makeup on. Yeah, I don't know what's this, up with his shoulders. Is that like is that just Joaquin Phoenix or is I that don't like, know. He, he's clearly very like lost a lot of weight for the No, role. there was like something going on it, with like his shoulder yeah, blade. His shoulders were strange. Well, I think it was just the way he was positioning himself and then how little weight he had on it. Like remember when he was like and uh, doing looked, the laces on like, his shoe? It, like look his shoulders somehow looked like lower than one or the other. Like it was oh, fucking maybe, weird. Yeah. I'm sure yeah, yeah that, that's probably you know, part you know, of it. Yeah, like, like a hook hanging to, out of his fucking it, yes, yeah, dude. I think I know what you're talking about. It I was think, weird. Like yeah, and I, I don't think he it. looks he, like that naturally. I think that's how he's no, like contorting sure. his body because he's in that character. I think there was something there, but yeah, we get it. What King Phoenix, you lost fucking weight for the joke. And it looks so much more gross just because of how skinny he got. Yeah, I guess. Put a shirt on, like we get it. You lost. No, weight. dude, that Whatever. just adds so much. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. But yeah, that moment where he's in the apartment, he's looking up at them, and his hair's all disheveled, and just the white face, like expressionless, and again, is like doing that weird thing with his back except now it's his chest and you can see him like yeah. sucking in or whatever oh, yeah. but that just look yeah. was like that was some like pure 
terror. That's good. Yeah, like, but like that so the big right guy there. is lying down on the ground, just bleeding out, and his little friend is just oh, he's like, not bleeding out. He's crushed. He's, he's fucking dead. At this point. Okay. Oh he's yeah. Like he's smashing his head into the against, wall. Yeah. He fucking what's what's the the he fucking mantle stomps this dude. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Uh, so his his friend is just like oh god Arthur. Oh, what the fuck? What yeah. did he die? Like, he's freaking out. Yeah. And, like, honestly, it's about 80% chance he's going to kill his, this dude also. And in just pure... No, I don't think he was ever going to kill the, I mean, the, the little guy. We don't know that for sure in that moment. No, because because the little guy never really... You're right. He, he didn't, didn't do anything. He never You're wronged right. You're right. Yeah, like, but, everything up to this point has been someone who's wronged. Sure. Yeah. But we don't really know if it's because of that or if he's just nutso. So when he goes, you know... He fucking walks towards the door, and Joaquin Phoenix is like, ah, oh, he scares the scares fuck him. shit out of him. Oh, well, wait, left. so does he get up to the door first? Because that's when he walks up to the door, and then no, you he, see no, that no, no, he's no, done he walks the past he's him, like and then trying, he jumps Yeah, he's out like out trying okay. to get past the big guy, and, he, and, and Arthur is still point. on the floor, and he's just like, ah, yeah. and he just fucking, oh, uh, it's so perfectly timed. Oh, no, yeah, and then, I don't know if that was ad-libbed, if that was just Joaquin Phoenix just like, Fucking going for it. Yeah, I could imagine I that, that was being improv, like an yeah. ad lib thing. But it was I, so good. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And then yeah, the part where he's the, the, yeah. the doorknob. Yeah, where he goes. Yeah, the camera pan to the what's that called? The it's chain like a latch. Chain or whatever. It's a yeah. latch. Yeah, the way the camera pans that. Because I remember when like he opens the door and lets them in, and he locks that part specifically. I'm sitting here thinking, oh my god, I don't. And that this is what's funny too is one of the few things that was bothering me early on was the fact that like we know that the Joker again historically is supremely intelligent. Like that's why he's able to do what he does is like, he can't beat Batman in a fight most of right. the time. He's able to do the things he does because he's manipulating people and he can terrify you like, yeah. psychologically and stuff. And mm -hmm. he, he's typically very intelligent. He's planning ahead. Yeah. All this stuff. And the whole time we're watching this and I'm like, I don't really get that side of it. I could see him becoming a crazy person, but I'm not looking at like the things he's doing again, like chasing a group of teenagers for a sign that costs sure. like $10 to yeah. make or something. I'm not getting the intelligence, but that's one of the shots where like you think about it afterwards and you're like, Oh my God, that's like, if it was just to freak the shit out of this little dude and not necessarily because he thought he was going to kill him or something, but that's a moment like that's a 3d chess move where he's like, Ooh, I'm going to put this deadbolt up or this little bolt up because He's gonna want to leave in a second, and you're like, right. Yeah, and in case I decide whether or not I even want him to yes, go, yes, because he he probably did. That does go back to the fact where he may have known he was gonna kill, but he had no way of knowing that his friends were gonna be there. So the scissors, like again, you said, it could have been cops. The, at the scissors door. was he, just kind of precaution. Yeah. But that right there, that does lead you to believe that after he sees who it is, yeah, he decides right then and there. I'm gonna kill, I'm gonna one kill of you. you. Yeah, you're probably gonna try to run away. Not if I lock this, you can't because of your size. Yeah. Hmm. I, I that's I mean that's part I missed I didn't really notice that because I wasn't looking at fucking him locking the door because I was like oh he's gonna kill one of these dudes I was just one of those things I thought was so odd that like that said just like the deadbolt sure. or something but he let someone in and then the, sure sure yeah. usually that's yeah, yeah, for yeah. when keeping right. someone from getting in he's locking someone mm -hmm. in at that point just eh, little small things like that where that's where I, at this point I think yeah the medicine's worn off and stuff yes. because yeah. he's getting and that's why I the don't planning think, and the thinking that's why I don't think the later part there's any delusions because he is thinking clear right I know now. and I know like I said that whole part of me is just if you buy the idea no, that that's he, good. this is all a story he's telling to somebody else but yeah you don't really get the intelligence part until yeah until like then and then like kind of during the interview you yeah. kind of get glimpses of like 
intel, like not intelligence, but like grasping just other concept of like where he's like, you know, Murray, you know, you're not a nice guy. You used me in a way, Murray. Murray. you know, you used me and shit. <laughs> so I don't need to die. You need to die. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Yeah. So uh, we all like Joker and you guys should go see Joker. Is very surprisingly interesting film. Don't know that it's going to be for everybody. Don't go I'll, see it by yourself. Or go, go see, see it. it by yourself. No, I don't think. I see, I think see, go see it with a friend. Depends on the friend. Yeah. Don't go see it with someone you've wronged recently. <laughs> Maybe someone shorter than you. Maybe. But anyway, this was episode 19 of the Absent Minded Podcast. As always, you can find all of our episodes on AbsentMindedPodcast.com or your favorite platform of choice. You can also find our sideshow Absent Minded Watches, which we're about to record. We're going to talk about Resident Evil. That'll be live by the time you hear this episode as well, so be sure to listen to that one. On AbsentMindedPodcast.com, you can leave us a voice message with a question, comment, topic, or discussion that we might play on the air. Or you can donate $1, $5, or $10 via the listener support program over there as well. And don't forget to follow us on all the social media platforms. Tell all your friends, your family, uh, your landlord, your sister. That's family. Tell them all about Absent Minded Podcast. And uh, we will see you guys again next week. Bye-bye. Bye.